The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Tom Papa, welcome to Real America. I'm glad you've gotten out of your liberal hidey hole. <laughs> you, you come here where you can eat at a real restaurant. It feels the same. Does it's it? A, yeah. What do you mean it feels the same? It feels the same. I went to a restaurant and... Uh, uh, you know, is that what real life is now? It restaurant same, or not a restaurant? Feels the same where as, in, <laughs> as it does in L.A. Just walking around. L.A. feels the same as this place. Uh, kinda. That's not what you were just saying before we got on the air. What are you a fucking propagandist? <laughs> well, the guy comes here. No, He's I'll tell so you what the difference is. Different off air. I'll tell you what the difference. He was is. saying y'all and all kinds. Of sh- <laughs> 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 no, you know what I found? I, I'm here to eat with you by way of Denver mm-hmm. and then uh, and then to here. And they're all doing the same things, pretty much. You have a little more indoor, but everyone's masked up, everyone's doing things. But there's less anxiety in these places. Right. There's In LA, yeah. there's, they keep the pressure turned up to scare you, to get you to behave. So you do walk around feeling more trapped and more nervous. Yeah, but it's it's not based on reality. It's not it's not wise, it's not healthy. Well, the Trump's reality... 74 and he's fat and he kicked it in 4 days. <laughs> yeah, but I don't give a fuck what anybody says. What did they give that guy? They gave him everything. He's but, the president of the United but, States. But it works. They have a thing. If you give him everything yeah, it works. Sure, it works but for the... fat old guys. <laughs> yeah, but he's getting stuff that's very different from what you would get just walking into Urgent Care in Encino. Don't go to Urgent Care in Encino. <laughs> go to Cedar Sinai. They'll hook you up with whatever he's got. Yeah. Do you think they like is he getting things that you can't get? Yes. In all seriousness. Uh, yeah. Are you yeah. sure? How do you know 100%, that? 100% because the first thing is a trial drug that hasn't been approved yet. They're not just handing that out at Cedars. Is that the... That, the first is, thing. That's Remsdivir? No. Re- I say that? No, everyone can get that. Remsdivir? Remdesivir. Remdesivir. <laughs> anyone can get that. Rem, anyone can get Remdesivir. And then Remdesivir. what is the other stuff they gave But them? the other thing he got was like the plasma-related right. therapy. You can't get that everywhere? No. Why can't you? Because you're not the president of the United or States. Or maybe the liberal media is trying to keep that from you so that you stay sick so that they can get Biden into the White House. Ever think about that? All right. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, last night, because I literally was, like, there is definitely so much confusion because the that side is ramping up the fear 100%, uh-huh, 100%. making it, it scarier than it is so they can get him in, to be president. And the other side is definitely saying from from Trump on down, don't worry about this thing. So it makes it look like we did a good job and the economy comes back and all that stuff. So I'm like, this cognitive dissonance, like what is real? What I watched Tucker Carlson, he made sense for a minute. And then I watched, <laughs> I, I watched Anderson, he made sense for a minute. And I was like, let me lift off into the satellite and let me just look at the world. Yeah. Let me see what's happening in the world. Just right. that's not involved in this election. Spain... France, Moscow, the Netherlands, all opened up a little too much, and now we're all putting restrictions back. Everything spiked. Yeah, but back. if you want to look at other countries, look at Sweden, because they opened up completely, and they have less cases, and now they're back to normal. They have no masks. You go to a bar, no one's 
Obviously, it's a smaller country. Smaller country. Less, I mean, look. Less people. They, yeah. they live in different sort of circumstances. They have mostly smaller villages. Right. Other than Stockholm. But yeah. they're they're fine. I know. But if you look at Spain and you look at France and right. you look at Moscow, I mean, these places, no, there's no political agenda in these places. There's no political agenda. It's just they opened up and they said, let's go all open. And the cases skyrocketed. And now they have to, like, bring it back a little bit. It's this... The virus is a real thing, eating all these extra humans, and you eating know, all these extra human. What the fuck? What are you saying? We, the virus is a real thing, eating all these extra humans. Yeah. What is that? What do you mean? <laughs> what kind of way to describe it is that? Well, the don't virus you, is that's a how real I look thing, at it. Eating all these extra humans. We have extra humans right now. <gasps> we have way too many humans. You can't say it like that. Well, it's the truth. You know how sometimes you have moss that's growing mm-hmm. and it comes up just up to the edge of the walkway and you're like, that looks pretty. Right. And then it starts going over onto the brick and starts covering. We are the moss and we're covering the bricks now and something's showing up and scaling us back a little bit. Or there was an experimental virus that they were working on in the Wuhan, what is it, level four lab and it got out. Sweden, Do you which think refused that's COVID from? lockdown, says restrictions will remain for at least another year. Yeah, but the restrictions are very different. The but restrictions are for really large gatherings, but you can go to restaurants, you can go to bars, you can yes, go to all those places. Yes, but there's still restrictions. The virus is a real thing going all around the planet, and it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be till June, by the way, I heard in Denver. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> How do they know that in Denver? Are they the people who told you by eating up extra humans? <laughs> they, told Jesus. Me, they told me that uh, this pilot was talking to me at the show, and he said his doctor of some note was saying that uh, all of our pandemics have lasted 18 months. Mm. Despite what we try to do, restrictions, no restrictions, it runs its course. 18 months is about where the fire starts to subside and you go back to normal. Historically. Historically yeah. speaking. And this one, and because it's a hundred years in between pandemics, nobody's around to like give you lessons from the last one. So we mm. make all the same mistakes. And if you go by that, it's about June from when this virus started. We're talking about June when we're back to normal, which is kind of upsetting, but kind of nice also that you have an end date. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, all right, that's annoying. I got to wear masks and do all this stuff and be kind of messed up. But till June... That's kind of nice. I can maybe make some plans. I can, I can make a, a Fourth of July. Plan. How many businesses are we going to lose between now and June, though? It, I think the, the um, real the real issue is people putting restrictions on what people can and can't do. That's the real problem. Is you, you're basically giving up your constitutional rights, and there's there's no real protection for you this way. Right? There's no real protection for your business. There's no real protection for your livelihood. Well, and even because, even with all this, yeah. you're still dealing with other kinds of horrible deaths and other kinds of horrible things that go along with sure. the economic despair. Sure. Like how many people are going to die because of drug overdoses? Or depression how many or suicide. Die? Yes. Yeah. So these have to be factored in too. They totally do. And I really get the feeling like, but there's a. There's the the middle ground between right, but the, the middle... CNN narrative and this Fox narrative. There is the root. There's the truth. And I saw I saw it in Portland. I saw it in Connecticut. I saw it in Salt Lake City. What are you saying? I've performed in all these places, and they are all wearing masks, but their businesses are open. Yes. And well, that's what we should testing. have had in L.A. a long time ago. Yes, they're testing. They've got the masks on. They're distancing. Like I ate in restaurants, but you know it's yeah. limited capacity. I performed in comedy clubs, half capacity. 
Uh, but here's the thing: not just that, because of my comedic draw. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that that's scientific, because there's aerosol. The, the The virus is carried through the air now. Yeah, this has pretty much been confirmed. Yeah, they used to think it carried through droplets, mm-hmm. which is the reason for the whole six foot social distancing space. Uh-huh. They don't think that's the case anymore. They think it's airborne. Yeah. So if that's the case. All that social distancing stuff is horseshit because it's in the air. But not if you're social distanced and have a mask on. I'm telling you, the social distancing thing doesn't mean anything anymore. Gotcha. What they're saying is... So you can be close with a mask, but you're still in a mask. A lot of these masks have holes in them. Well, yeah, but... A lot of these masks, like you see these paper masks that people have with the wire? There's an opening in the top. There's openings (laughs) in the side. There's a lot of sketchy masks. I'm not saying it's not a good idea to wear a mask and maybe it reduces some of the droplets that go out. 100%. Maybe. I'm not a scientist, neither are you. I'm but not. I, what I am saying is I don't know how much I think what you're getting is you're getting a lot of people that are healthy and they're going out and they don't have it and they're not giving it to anybody because they don't have it and you're getting away with it. And everybody's wearing masks and it's good to be cautious. But I don't necessarily know if you were in a room filled with people who had COVID and you unless you had an N ninety five mask, mm-hmm. you have, unless you have a real mask. I don't know if those fucking cloth masks are going to help you. I think they work. I mean, because look, you, you look at these places. Why, here, I, what are you basing that on? I'm basing it on cities where they have the mask as a as a thing, and they made it that mandatory that you wear these masks, but and the everyone, numbers go down. Everyone does. Everyone does Every, what? Everywhere you have to wear a mask. The whole country. Well, now, but it wasn't. I mean, it, this was fits and starts and, you know, people screwing but around. There's all sorts of weird shit. I like traveled. The protests were a big kick in the virus. That was a giant uptick. Right, right, of course. And there was a lot of people out there with no masks. Not just that. They were just bumper to bumper with each other. Yeah. They were right next to each other and screaming. Right, you know? exactly. And it's in the air. Exactly. Especially at nighttime. They think the you, sun kills it, like, almost instantly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, there's been studies on UV light, and UV light kills it almost instantly. Right. So sunlight and even simulated sunlight can kill it. All look, any precaution. It's it's you're playing the odds. Yeah. Right. You want to do all the things that you can. To, I want the steroids that Trump's on. That's what I want. I want them too. They, and they I want the, the vaccine. Same, I want the same t- shit that The Rock had when he was doing Jumanji. That's <laughs> what they gave him. They gave him all the good stuff. Yeah, the really good <laughs> stuff. And shots in the ass. Did you see his I wanted, I Remember when you were a kid and you got a shot in your butt cheek? I do. Those things worked. That's what we need to bring back. Ass cheek shots. What, what, what shots did they give you in your butt? I don't... I don't know, but they worked. Remember. And you didn't want to go back to the doctor and have really some work? man take your pants off and make you cry in front of your mom, so you stayed healthy. I never, I never cried on my <laughs> How kid. funny would that be if you <laughs> sticking your ass out of your car window to get your vaccine? <laughs> that would be hilarious if everybody just like parked with their butt right up to their driver's side window. <sighs> so look, all of this is kind of like it's what going it? to run its course. Hold on a second here. But you can do things. Conley also down. revealed Trump has been treated with dexamethasone, an immunosuppressant steroid that can cause euphoric mood changes. Among, well, there's his tweets. <laughs> that's him. Since that's then, him doing wheelies in the post, parking lot. <laughs> since then, people have posted online about their own experience with the drug. Interesting. An immunosuppressant. St- that's what's interesting too. Is like. They say that one of the things that happens with this uh, disease is you you actually don't want the immune system to react too violently to the disease, which yeah, is or too too aggressively to the disease. So they're given. I don't understand the logic behind that because I'm stupid. I but, tried to read that article. It was 
complicated. Like you're, the, it made me think how amazing the human body is. This mm. immune system, like there's stages of the immune system. Like it originally comes out and gives you a dose of stuff and surrounds the virus, yeah. and then it goes up, and then it ramps up, and then it reboots, and then it like sends another part. It was like four stages of what your immune system does, and because it has to be ramped up to attack this virus, it could actually hurt you more than the virus. Well, here it says, what does dexamethasone do? Dexamethasone is a corticosteroid uh, hormone that decreases the body's natural immune response and reduces swelling and allergic reaction symptoms. This medication treats a number of conditions, including asthma, IBS, Crohn's disease, and and a number of lymphomas. It is used to treat COVID-19 because serious cases can provoke an exaggerated immune response, releasing a, nar a large number of pro-inflammatory cytokines in what's known as a cytokine storm. I've heard of that. As immunosuppressant, dexamethasone is thought to help reduce the likelihood of the body's overreaction to the virus. Mm. Researchers found dexamethasone to significantly reduce mortality among seriously ill, i.e. hospitalized COVID-19 patients, scientists have said it may prevent one in three deaths among patients on ventilators. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so they gave him, they threw the kitchen sink at it immediately. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, you're the president of the United States. You should get everything they possibly have. All I'm getting at this by fucking with you here <laughs> is that in these times where things are very unsure, a lot of times people like to say exactly what you need to do and what's happening. Right. As long as people do this, we're okay. Uh -huh. As long as we wear a mask, we're okay. As, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the case. Okay, I but think we're all going to get it. That's what I think. Well, that is Within that years, is the reality years. of what I'm saying that yeah. doctor's saying that it goes 18 months. But I don't know if because 18 months mean everybody gets it. You're going to come in contact with it. Right. And some people's immune system that's, just beats it. That's what that's what I kind of after looking at it globally last night and what that doctor said of this timeline which is total hearsay. Um, but it seems to make sense. Uh, it was it made me think all of this is noise and us all freaking out. What about my job? What about the mask? What about this? What do we do? Is it real? Is it not? Da, da, da. And it's all, we're all freaking out and it's going to run its course either way. Despite how crazy we get, this virus is going to run its course. And in a year and a half, it's going to kind of Exactly. Out. Listen to what you're saying. You're, you're talking as if you know what's going to happen. I'm guessing. But the, but see what people do? You just sort of lay it out. You do People do this at cocktail parties. Like <laughs> You say, yeah, well, we got to do what we got to do. This is how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel comforted by that. Of comfort, course. Comforted by that. And then you go home. And well, you try if, to relax. If I if if you say if you say to a room full of people, I feel like I'm getting something. Everybody there knows what to do. They run away from you. You got to take zinc. You got to take this. <laughs> you got right. You, you oh chicken soup. You know what you yeah. got to do. You got to get ginger. There's this ginger drink. Everybody has the idea, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm trying to say. Like we're all trying to control the universe, but this thing's gonna run its course. It's gonna happen. We're, we don't really. <laughs> Have that much control over. Well, it's insanely contagious. Santino caught it giving a guy a ride home, ten minute ride home with the windows open, and he caught it. No mask. No, they weren't wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy didn't know he had it. Uh -huh. No symptoms. No coughing. Right. No nothing. Right. Gives him a ride home for ten minutes. How did he know that that was the guy? Because the guy called him afterwards, a couple days later, and says, "I got it." Oh. And then Santino's like, "Fuck!" And then a couple days after that, Santino has it. I like Fauci. He looks like a little guy from the Bronx, and he's kind of makes me feel comfortable. And he's on the in the administration, 
part of the Trump team, and he's saying, please, just wear the mask. Yes, but, you know, initially he didn't say that. And the reason why he didn't say that is because he wanted to make sure there's masks for first responders. Right. The problem with that means, that means he lied. That means he said something that he knew wasn't true. I'm not perfect. Everybody lies. He said something he knew wasn't true mm -hmm. because he wanted people to react in a certain way. But then they still expect he still expects them to trust him after that. Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't trust him. I hear you. I'm not saying it's wise or unwise. But I'm saying in that circumstance... I wouldn't have recommended he do that. Of course not. I mean, the idea was that we were panicked, and he thought, like, look, if I tell people everybody get a mask, then there's going to be this nationwide shortage of masks. A hundred percent. I read this article of countries that have done better than other countries. South Korea, New Zealand. They have advantages about uh, isolation, isolation and, and all that kind of stuff, and fewer people. But the main thing that they were saying is communication. Tell people the truth. And they'll react accordingly, and it, it calms the hysteria, and it, it puts trust in the people that are giving you the advice. So yeah. if he had come out and said, masks are important, use a bandana, and leave these for the healthcare workers, these are very important that these people on the front lines get it, that would have been so much better, because then we wouldn't have the discussion My when he comes out in September. My friend says the bandanas are useless. They look cool, though. Not really. You look better than the plastic okay. ones. If you weren't in a pandemic and you're wearing a bandana over your face like that, you look either a douchebag or a bank robber. Like, what about when you pull cool. it down around your neck? Then you look you're like a you're, weirdo. You look you're like, like you're at Studio 54. You're a Chris Christopherson fan. <laughs> <laughs> or you're a guy who's at the range. Like a, guy, a lot of guys at the gun range, they'll put bandanas around their neck because shells come flying, hot shells. Right. And they can land in your collar and burn your neck. I like it. I used to wear it when I was on my motorcycle. I would wear a bandana up for that same reason, for yeah. the road stuff. That makes and sense. And then you walk into the bar afterwards and you pull it down. You look like a badass. And you look like a badass. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you take that little disposable paper thing and put it down on your neck. No one's looking at you. My friend Jeff, who's a doctor, he said that's the worst thing you can wear is those bandanas. He it said, is. Yeah. He said cloth masks are better. They're thicker. They, they'll protect you more. He goes, but you really want an N95 mask. Yeah. That's the real deal. Yeah. I've been... In my travels, I've been on four or five round-trip flights, and uh, I've been wearing the paper one, the disposable ones. Yeah, the paper ones are okay as long as you, they're easiest to breathe in, which makes me suspicious. I know that's I was thinking the same thing. Well, I, that's what I was saying. I, I think if it's airborne, yeah, I don't know if that shit is blocking that much. I don't. I, I know. I'm like I'm wearing the bandana. I'm suffocating. So then I put on the the disposable one i'm like oh this is good i can go all the way to new york like this what do you think's larger the virus in the air in aerosol or fart particles because i guarantee you <sighs> that made me suspicious too because someone has a hard fart there was I, I got on the i got on the tram in denver and at, at like eight in the morning and someone let a meaty one out <laughs> i mean one of those lasagna farts and it, the whole place, we're all in masks, and everyone was horrified. I'm like, how Did strong are these? Did say anything? No, they didn't have to. You saw facial expressions. People should have said something. Through the, oh, there was a couple. I met. I made eye contact with the lady next to me. We both gave an eye roll just mm. to tell each other it wasn't us. But somebody let it through, and I'm like, if this fart's getting through. Joey Diaz <laughs> farted on a plane. It was so bad, I wrote a story about it. <laughs> I did. I wrote, a, 
I brought a fucking. <laughs> it's called Happy Pills. It's probably still out there on the internet somewhere. It was on my blog, but he wrote. He cut a fart that was so bad, and I was in the middle of like thinking about. I was like thinking about life and people getting older. I was like thinking like, and I was listening to Jimi Hendrix, and I was high, uh-huh. and uh, and he cut this fart, and this lady behind us goes, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing. He starts laughing, and I put my shirt over my face. I'm like, "Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad." Oh, it's the worst. Some are so powerful. Look at that. If a fart can make it through pants, how can a mask pr- protect you from a virus? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Who wrote this article? This is back Johnny Farks a lot, like a Yahoo News thing. The fart particles are way smaller, apparently. Kristen Why? May. Oh, doc, Dr. McQueef. A thousand times smaller. <laughs> Dr. McQueef. Is- fart particles are smaller than the virus? Yeah, that's why. Hmm. Wow. Tiny, boy. stinky fart molecules. <laughs> C4-3SH uh, is a rather small molecule with a diameter around... Oh, my God. They've, like, the, the they- far- they've measured farts. Yeah, this is science. Mm-hmm. By comparison, viruses typically range in diameter for okay, much more, yeah. much larger. Uh, COVID nineteen being about sixty to one forty nm. I don't know what that means. Nanometers, what is meters, nanometers, or molars, or I'm not sure. Mm. Okay, so farts are smaller. Yep. Vi- far- the virus is one hundred to one thousand times bigger than a fart molecule. What about if a virus goes through farts? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Go back to that. He goes, they explain how N95 masks work. Look at that. N95 masks is capable of filtering 95% of test aerosol containing the average particle size of 300 Nm. Uh-huh. Um, basically, N95 mask has a tight weave pattern with multiple layers that serve as a barrier to larger structures like viruses or simple, simply spittle. Yeah, okay. that works. That that stuff works. There's a reason doctors wear that stuff for all sorts of things, yeah. right? Keith Robinson once, uh, the, my good pal and comedian, uh, we were at Del Frisco's across from Radio City Music Hall. It's a steakhouse. Del Frisco's? Yeah, it's a great right? place. Yeah. Great place. Huge. Uh, it's two floors, but the, there's no ceiling over the first floor dining section, so it's just like, I don't know, 50 feet high in the air. We had this big dinner, this steak dinner. I mean, it's a massive place with huge ventilation. Like, you could do a show there now for in the middle of a pandemic and everyone would be safe. And he farted on our way out of there. He crop-dusted the whole place. Other tables were putting napkins over their faces, really? dropping silverware. It was that bad? It was that mm. bad. Just wow. toxic. What was he eating? I don't know. It's usually a he's mixture old, he's of decaying. things. What's that? It's a mixture of things. It's yeah. usually like when you mix broccoli and meat. Well, or you know? some beans. Mm. Some beans. Yeah. <laughs> Following that up. No, it's disgusting. Mm. No, but I was. I was like, but by the way, I leave. Uh, the reason I started like even looking at like the perception of it all and trying to look at it in a global way is because it is confusing. It's it's this whole thing is very confusing, and that we're in the middle of a election makes it so confusing because everyone's using whatever little information they have to their advantage. But there's also the confusion of I'm in L.A. I go to LAX. Joe, I could have gotten there five minutes before my flight. Yeah, I'm the only guy going through security. I walk right up to the gate. And get on the plane like no wait at no traffic going down no yeah. wait at all that's unheard of and i land in denver it's like it's 2018 packed 
You know that big... Yeah, that's real America, Tom. You, you that's know... what I was telling you. <laughs> I know. You're living in this bullshit, liberal, <laughs> communist, Marxist, <laughs> phony state. It's a nation state, yeah. and it's controlled by a dictator named Gavin Newsom, <laughs> and he wants you to be poor. Why would he want me to be poor? Because he wants more hair. He wants he wants to use your money to grow his hair thicker. You ever see his sexy shot? Have you ever seen a sexy look, shot? You, you, know, you ever saw the sexy shot? Who was the woman that gave the that he used to date? Who's now on the Trump? Uh, oh, that was his gave, wife. She, yeah, Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend is his ex-wife. Yeah, which yeah. I had no idea. Before Did you ever he see ruined the sexy San Francisco, shot that they made together. Before he ruined San Francisco, <laughs> they were together. Yeah, they were they're laying on like a bearskin rug. Oh no. Oh yeah, they call them the new Kennedys. Jamie is, you got oh, it. Oh boy. Oh what? Who let them take that picture? <laughs> who who? Why would you do that? It's funny that Jimmy Kimmel used that. Why would you do that? Is if that were, hilarious? Who who said yes to that? What serious politician poses on the floor with your knee up? The kind that wants to wreck a whole state. <laughs> We've got to get the, the lockdown. I have to say, when he was giving the speeches in the beginning of the lockdown, I liked hearing him. Well, he sounds good. He does. He's sound a handsome good. man. He he looks very distinguished. His voice is good. He's but a little raspy. The draconian laws, these draconian enforcements, the way they're handling it, it's just. What state do you think is handling it the right way? Like, where do you think it? Who's who's got kind of like it down? Florida. You think they're like Buck Wild? Let's go. <laughs> Florida doesn't give a fuck. Disney concerts. World, you're open. Jimmy Buffett Next, concerts. They, you can do whatever you want. You could. I know. You could we could do stand up in an arena in Florida. And <laughs> I'm not know. kidding. I know. No social distancing, no mass requirement. Now, what's we, happening to their numbers? They did this, what, two weeks ago? They're fine. Everyone's getting stronger and younger. <laughs> they're, going back, <laughs> they're going back in time. You never get any older and you never die. They look better than they have ever looked. They're the only ones free in this whole country. They're the most American people in America. Freedom is kind of overrated, don't you think? Listen to this fucking communist. <laughs> they got you beaten down. I understand. You have a mortgage. You got to stay in California. You're trying to swallow the Kool-Aid. No, You're taking I it would... down in, in sperm-like chunks. <laughs> You're just <laughs> trying would... to swallow it. And this the chunky sauce of Gavin Newsom. You're sucking it down your pipe right now. But there's no Look. difference. Look. What's the difference? Look, restaurants? You can't go to comedy clubs. You can't go to restaurants. You can't go to movie You can only theaters. go to comedy clubs You can't go to places. retail stores. You can go to retail stores. N you can't go to any retail store in a mall that doesn't have an outside entrance. What? Yes. My the wife was just at the mall. Yes. You can go to like Nordstrom's because they got an outside entrance. She but went to Kiehl's, stuff inside, which is inside. Well, unless they've changed it recently. That's how oh, it was Oh, it's a whole before. euphoria now. You got to come. <laughs> you got to move back. It's amazing He's a now. propagandist. I told you. <laughs> Jamie, I told you we can't have him on. He's 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 done. He's he's got a fever. <laughs> I just got tested. I know you you are negative, but I, I want to test your forehead. I want to see if you got something else. I want to see if you have a fever. What is the difference between <laughs> L.A. and and I'm asking this honestly because I I was kind of trying to figure it out because I all, do honestly feel... all all fucking around. People are less scared here. Yes, they're first of all they're way friendlier here. Yeah, they it's just it just seems more relaxed. You can work. You can go to work. You wear a mask and right. you go to work. Right. And 
it I mean, I'm sure there are some cases, but deaths are way down everywhere yeah. in the country. You know well, that. Yeah, I because- mean, they used to be climbing and climbing and climbing. Now it's like it was 208,000 people. Now it's 209,000 people. When you're dealing with 320 million plus people, mm-hmm. it's a relatively small number of people dying from it. So they have the remedies better. They have the, the, the treatment, the, the different treatments better. Yeah, for sure. You know, it still sucks. I don't want to get it. But everybody that I know that's got it has kicked it pretty easy except Michael Yo. And Michael Yo was in a bad state when he right. got it. He was really run down, right? But he'd broken been, down. Yeah, he'd and been he, traveling a lot, and he has low vitamin D. He, uh, right. Admittedly, he wasn't taking vitamin D, which yeah. is apparently a big factor in your immune system. I do feel like that—that's probably like the the places that I've been. They're they're not ignoring it. It's not Florida. You can't. They're ignore not ignoring it. it. Florida. I don't even think Florida's really ignoring it. But the, the governor, all bullshit aside, the governor put a chart up, and he was saying. The issue that we really need to concern ourselves with is people 70 plus. Like 70 right. plus are the ones who have a significant risk of dying. And he's saying everybody else, what we really need to consider is the people that have underlying conditions. And we need to, you know, those people, I mean, this is what should have been done all along. The people that are at higher risk yeah. should have been sheltered. Right. But shutting everything down is an economic disaster. Right. That's where we're at. Right. And I just, and like, they shut the comedy store down when they were trying to do shows outside in the parking lot. I with, know. Uh, with a fucking snot shield in front of everybody. <laughs> I know. They had a big glass shield in front of the audience. Yeah. And they still said no. Outside. No, it's ridiculous. And you comedy can open clubs... up a restaurant outside, but you can't do stand-up in the parking lot of the store? I don't get that at all. Because there's no... There's literally no... Um, there's no difference. And no. there's... And, I, you know, I've performed in a lot of places. I was in a casino in Connecticut. And, you know, everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's doing the right thing. They're... I'd rather catch COVID than do a casino in Connecticut. I'm not proud of it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not How saying... <laughs> dare he? I'm not proud of it, but I just Which had casino? To, I had to go see my family. and um, a Hegan's son. Mm. And, uh, I mean, doing the shows was so great. Oh, the Comedy Store uh, documentary. Mm. I got to see it for my radio show. I got to see it all the way through. They s- sent it to me in advance. It's really good. It's heavy. It's really great. It's there's a real depth to it. Your part is amazing, and I, I, it's just amazing. Like what you did for that club was yeah. Everybody kind of knows like how you had such an impact on it, but actually seeing it, you know, we're with you all the time, and you see the, but seeing like the, in a documentary style, starting with the Mencia of it and getting to now, mm. man. It made me want to kiss you right on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a threat? He's threatening me now. Jesus, Jamie. Really, He's Joe, come here. It really is such a great oh. thing. Because to have such a historic place that was so bright and great and then really decimated and fell on its ass, and you're really the force that brought it back to this, was like, oh, it was, it was just great. It was so great. And watching your story was really, really cool. Oh, thanks, man. It, yeah. was, it was heavy. It was weird to make. I cried. Bunch of times thinking about Mitzi. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Thinking about the old days. But what it was like to come there. You yeah. know, just to, to be a paid regular there. It's uh you know, it's such a polarizing place. So many people have a, a negative impression of it mm-hmm. because it's such a difficult club and there's so many killers there and a lot of people just didn't feel like they got the respect that they deserved there. But it, it's it's not the case. You just it's you needed a higher level. It's hard. You it's, you you're going up you're on a lineup with 15 murderers and yeah. everyone's killing in front of you and there's yeah. a lot of people that would go there 
and they would have like sort of mediocre sets and they would be upset because they had a career. Like they'd be on television shows. Sure. They'd be doing things. Yeah. And the comedy store would be like, oh, you know, we don't have any spots for you. They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they would harbor this terrible resentment and they mm-hmm. would talk about it. Like years later, they would say, you know, I had to prove myself at that place. Like, hey, man, everybody had to prove themselves at that place. They don't, everybody. They don't give a fuck if you're on a TV show. Nope. They don't give a fuck. No one cares. No. And it's it's not a it's not an easy place. Just like, no. like take the booking out of it. Yeah. Getting up and performing in any of those rooms, you got to be good. You, you got to and it. you not only have to be good, you have to learn that room, the, yeah. all those rooms. It's it's it. tough. Yeah, it's a tough place. But the exciting thing is the people that do come through, and then the people yeah. that are coming up, like Laura Beats, like Annie Letterman, like all the all these young kids that are coming up. So great, Ali Makovsky, and then you you know you have these people that are you know they're they're an established and looking to break through, like Tony yeah. Hinchcliffe. Yeah, guys who are killers. Yeah, and. There's so many of them. And it makes you. Like, it if you can you. stick it yeah. out, it yeah. really does make you. But for some people, like, they liked the UCB. They liked these places where they could go. And Comforting. Every, everything was relaxed. Everybody's and, supporting. Yeah. it was, loves you. It was a lower level of comedy, and the audience was a little bit more enthusiastic about laughing. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to... No one's going to bomb. There's also... <laughs> there's a darkness to the store that's undeniable, and I think it comes from it being Ciro's nightclub, because it was Bugsy Siegel's yeah, nightclub, yeah. and people were legitimately murdered there. I know. That is 100% fact. People were murdered at the comedy store. Yeah. Who owns Ciro's? Was that was Bugsy Siegel? Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy Siegel owned Ciro's. Oh, Dude, there was old school there. pictures. There's old school pictures of Ciro's that are amazing. Well, you could see the stage where we perform on, uh-huh. but instead Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin are on that stage. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, doing a live show. Now, what is that? Because there are places that the place has a magic to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are places that yeah. just undeniably succeed, and there's other places that never really get it going. And I'm talking about restaurants or a hotel mm-hmm. or just like there's some there's a magic to certain I think spots. Things have memory. Rupert Sheldrake believed this. He believed that uh, he's a... Uh, uh, an intellectual. I forget what his actual discipline is. Isn't he a biologist? What is what is Rupert Sheldrake? He's a mathematician? Uh-huh. I forget what he exactly does. But he, he has this concept that everything has memory. Uh-huh. And he he believed in this thing called mor- morphic resonance, that all the, these things are connected in some sort of indescribable, unmeasurable way. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm probably butchering that. But he also believes that things have memory. A type of memory. And this is the reason why people don't want to live in a house where someone was murdered. Right. Yeah. And you can feel it. Yeah. You, you don't want to buy a car that someone blew their brains out in. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, remember I that do. movie, Stephen King movie, Christine? Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Movie. So better, great. better book. book. Book's fucking incredible. Yeah. I hate when people say that, but it really is. Yeah. It's more. I never in, read the, the book. The book is way more in depth. And it's just, it's a slower process of the kid who owns the car going crazy. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's, someone died in the car. The guy, the guy who owned it, yeah. haunted the car. So great. I think that was the story that someone died in the car. So great. No things definitely. Yeah, like you wouldn't want. You wouldn't even want to buy an asshole's car. Like if you you had some person who was really mean, who's a real shitty person, you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't buy their car. Like driving yeah. around their car. No, like when It'd you go look. Weird. Like when you go to buy a car or buy a house, there you walk in and you know that. You, if it fits you, yes. like that's a thing. Sure, it's a vibe. That's yeah. a, 
you get it. Yeah. You know, there's something there. There's mm-hmm. something beyond what you're seeing. Yeah. Like if you buy a house and the, you meet the owner and you get along great with them and you're real friendly, like yeah. that's that's a nice feeling. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we bought Mike's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a little good. story to yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing with the store. There is really a, a long story of show business yeah. in that spot. And it's, it is, it's got many edges to it, which is just like comedy. The thing that I loved about the store is not just that it's this, this historic place where all these great comics started out, like Kinnison and Richard Pryor, and all, all these people made their mark there, mm-hmm. but it's it's also a place where everybody worked out. There were, So there's failure in that room, too. Yeah. There's the potential for failure. It's not a place where you film things all the time, and everything's perfect, and it's right. all polished, and... No, there's you work. That's a it's a gym. Right. It's got edge to it. And it's got you know, there's people people went up on stage there too drunk. They went up coked up. Right. They they failed. They yeah. got in fights with audience members, you know? Yeah. It's it's just it's got it's got so much humanity to it. The coolest part, I think, uh of the old crew was watching the Jim Carrey stuff. Hmm. How, you know, he was kicking ass and pretty successful and killing in the room and then changes his act and Mm. sucks for a long time as he's leaving the impressions and going into other stuff. And Mm. I mean, the the balls of that in that room. And you just see him in the hallway. There's pictures of him just sweating. He's just (laughs) drenched out because he doesn't know what he's doing. But that they supported him and let him do that in that room like that. Because, you know, when you're there, people are throwing fastballs. Everyone's... Mm -hmm great yeah. and everyone's yep. killing and yep. then you've got to be humble to get up there and really stick to your guns yeah and try your new shit and suck and when you saw the old guys that aren't really around anymore was it tim thomerson is that one of yeah. them yeah you saw you saw these guys that what they said was like a killer killer it seemed like a killer yeah but you realize like all oh, these guys come in waves i know you know i, know. I mean there's, there's these guys like if you don't know any better like you might not know who rick ingram is right but you might have to follow that motherfucker <laughs> right. and he's throwing some 94 miles an hour right down the pipe <laughs> Woo! you're there with your new notes <laughs> <laughs> good luck bitch yeah or you know you might go on after sarah silverman murders or you yeah. might go on after eliza schlesinger gets a fucking standing ovation yeah you that place is crazy man i know and it it was filled with good feelings and bad feelings and there was a lot of emotions and there was a a lot of arguments and there was a lot of tension yeah but the last few years was the most camaraderie the most the most warmth and supportive that i've ever felt it there oh 100 and I, I think i i attribute that to the internet and i attribute that to podcasts because i felt like it was a time of bounty there mm-hmm. was, it wasn't a time of famine and in the past it was everyone had this famine mentality yeah. because like if you got a sitcom and I was trying out for the same part. I felt like you took something from me. Like, fuck, right. there's only one part in the sitcom and Tom got it. Or if you were trying out for a game show or you're trying out for a talk show. Yeah. And there's, you know, five of us are out for it and one of us gets it. So there's this weird, creepy competitiveness. Right. And if you were on a morning radio show and then there was a guy who was across town that was on the radio at the same time, you weren't his buddy. Right. Like, we're friends. Right. And we also have podcasts. And right. I tell people, listen to Tom Papa's podcast. Right. Listen to Tom Papa's radio show. Right. Listen to Fortune Femston and Tom Papa on, uh, on Sirius. Yeah. They're, they're both great. 
There's a camaraderie. There's a different thing now. It's like, very true. We support each other. Like yeah. I don't think of you and Fortune as being competitors. I think you've been my friends. Oh, you should. Ooh. What Fortune says about you Ooh. when she, you're oh, not no. around. Oh, oh no! Boy. Fortune, this. I love Rogan you. Rogan that. Fortune, I How love are we you. Kill Why? <laughs> Why? But there's none of that in this community. Like everybody yeah. does everybody's podcast. That's a great. That's a great insight. It's never happened before. No. Never been like that before. No. Yeah, I mean, even when we started. Guys helped each other before a little bit, but only if it didn't hurt them. Right. Now right. you don't have to worry about it hurting you. It only helps you. And like, if I help you, it only helps me because people know you're funny. Right. And they go, oh, I can listen to Joe because every time he tells me about a comic, I know they're funny. Right. Because he's telling the truth. That's right. Which is why I won't have people on that suck. <laughs> and I've had people ask. Right. And I'm like, you can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Sometimes people get real edgy when they don't get a response. Oh, no. I have to hide. <laughs> oh, I have to filter brutal. myself. I have to change my phone number. That's where Jamie comes in. He's, no, he should, Jamie he, doesn't. He should insulate. Good luck getting through Jamie. Jamie's Fort Knox, motherfucker. You ain't getting through that wall. I think about Jamie every time <laughs> something technologically doesn't work. I'm like, I, oh, he'll Jamie can out. fix this in a second. He'll figure it out. But as far as like getting through to him to get to the show, he is the least approachable. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> I remember, I remember when I got a pilot or something, and uh, early on, and Geraldo, my Greg Geraldo, mm. my friend, said uh, we all went out to dinner with Esty and Manny from the Comedy Cellar, and Greg and his wife, and myself and my wife, and Greg took me aside, and he said, "Dude." I have to. I. This is how much I love you. I am genuinely happy for you. I know people say like, "Oh, I'm happy for you," and mm. stuff goes. But it was so unusual to truly be happy for other comedians yeah. that he had to take me aside and say, "No joke. I. This is. I am so happy for you." And he didn't have his own ego involved. Yeah. He didn't have any of that. And at that time, you're right. That was an unusual was position to be in. It was rare. I mean, there's only a few friends that I had that were we were real tight like that all throughout comedy, like Joey Diaz for sure, always Ari Shafir, always Duncan Trussell. There's a lot of those guys that I was real tight with from the beginning. Yeah. But Greg was, or Greg Giraldo, not just Fitzsimmons, just such a smart person, Ugh. just an interesting person. You know, I was really lucky. Um, I knew Greg from New York, but we also were on the set together. Because uh, news radio was being filmed right next to his show when oh, when he common had law mm -hmm. right we were on the same set oh wow so I would hang out with him all the time we'd go out in the parking lot I'd run into him wow and we knew each other from L A that's great. or from uh, New York you know that was a fun time and also the John Larroquette show was there too and I'm pretty sure oh yeah wasn't Lenny Clark on the John Larroquette show that sounds I'm familiar. pretty sure Lenny Clark was on that show yeah something yeah it sounds familiar but uh. That was there too. Was it Lenny Clark? Was he on that show? I think. Yeah, that's a hard one. Good yeah. luck spelling that. Yeah. Lenny Clark was on that. Uh, in TV shows such as Concert the Rob and John Larroquette show. Yes. Okay. So Lenny was there too. Well, I'm trying to remember it, but uh, I didn't run into Lenny as much. But I ran into, and also, you know who else was there? <laughs> Joey Lawrence. Oh, really? Yeah, Joey Lawrence. We used to sit in his car with his fabulous hair. I was always so jealous of his hair because it was right when my hair was really like struggling. And uh, he would sit in his car, and he was like fucking 12 years old. Had, yeah. There's Lenny Clark. Oh yeah, look at him. I love that motherfucker. God, what a force. Yeah. And Ron Funches. That's not Ron. Uh, oh. Son of a bitch. Looks like Ron. He's so much older than Ron. Shut up. 
be mean to Ron. Lenny Clark. Um, so they were they were right next door, and oh, yeah. Joey Lawrence. His show was there, and so he would sit in his car. He had like, you know, he's like fucking twelve years old or something, yeah. and he had some ridiculous. He's probably twenty, but he had some ridiculously <laughs> expensive car that I could never afford. Yeah. And he'd be playing his own music. Yeah. So he had his door open, and he'd be like sitting there jamming to his own music really loud. I'm his like, own music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. And, uh, and I'd be like, look at that guy living the life. All I could think of is like how. Uh. How many girls must be throwing themselves at Joey Lawrence? Oh my God! He's there playing his own music. There he is. Look at him. Look <laughs> at his so hair. Great. It's beautiful. I've never had hair that good. Me ever. I had. I had it for like a week. When I was seven, my hair wasn't that thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this. Uh, yeah, it's great. There he is. Yeah, that '80s like yep. graffiti in the back and the big jackets. Yeah, the jacket. He looks the... like Madonna. And he's, he does look like Madonna. <laughs> he looks like Madonna. He's got this. Sh- Why does he have this shirt tied around his waist? I feel like you could give that to shirts. You're filming. <laughs> Hand that shirt off to somebody. Is that like a look? See, Joe, that's why you were it never a heartthrob. Yeah. You don't understand the intricacies. There's a lot of reasons why I was never a heartthrob. <laughs> I'm not good looking, you know. But the uh, that he is adorable. It's a different look that he's got. Oh, I love picturing him in his yeah. in his car listening to his own music. Yeah, it's that's so what he would great. do. And we would be like, "Well, look at that kid <laughs> living a life, living la vida loca." I remember that when Greg was doing that show. He had this guy that was running the show who was just like, we didn't, you know, you didn't know anybody from LA who wrote shows. So they just matched him up with some guy. Mm. And he came by the cellar and and I met him. And it was just like, you know, when you meet people who are like, they just don't give a shit. Like you could tell he was just getting paid and it's just yeah. another pilot. He's going to have 50 more. He's already <sighs> done 25. And he was, we were like, you know, you should really do this for Greg. And he was just like, yeah. And you just knew in his eyes, like, this guy's not really going to help Greg. <laughs> well, people don't know what we're talking about, but we should try to explain that there was a time where you would go to the Montreal Comedy Festival and you'd get a development deal. Yeah. And this is like everybody would cash in. Yeah. You'd go get a development deal and then you they would try to do a pilot. Yeah. And I knew so many people that lost their fucking minds <laughs> when they got deals to do a pilot. I had a phone call from this guy, and I'm not going to say his name. But he's, he was a terrible comedian. He calls you up and he says, hey, listen, I know you've got a show that you're working on right now, but I'm telling you, my show is going to go to air and I want you to play my brother. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, I know it's a smaller show, but this show's guaranteed to air. Never aired. Of course aired. not. And he starts t- telling me all these crazy things. Like the, like there's a guaranteed pickup and if this doesn't pick up, then uh-huh. NBC Universal's got second position and they're going to pick it up like... He was drinking the Kool-Aid. It was like the craziest conversation. It's hard and the first time around. Nothing ever happened for yeah. him. Nothing. <laughs> nothing ever happened for him. And when I mean nothing, I right. mean nothing. I mean, that went away, uh-huh. and then he never really had a stand-up career, never had anything. Who was it again? I'm not saying. But the, <laughs> the conversation was so bizarre. Yeah. Because he called me up. I was in the middle of filming something. And he was telling me, listen, forget that bullshit. Yeah. I've got a thing. This is going to go. It hits people's 100%. egos. It, it hits so many people. Yeah. With that it, ego. Like, I knew someone who all of a sudden had an assistant. I'm like, why do you have an assistant? <laughs> right. Like, what do you do? I don't you have an assistant. just got off the plane. <laughs> right. I tell people, don't get an assistant. Do less shit. 
Right. If you ever need an assistant, smart. just do less things. Sarah says that too. Sarah yeah. Silverman says that. Smart lady. Yeah. That's that's the move. Yeah. Do less things. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't need a fucking assistant. Like, what are you doing? Some people like it. It's the ego stroke of it. Exactly. They, they know that famous people have assistants. And Someone they shows know up that... with a pad. So right. like, what would you like, Tom? Latte? Latte? Grande? Grande latte, Tom? Yeah, yeah. And coming up with stuff for them to do. But the problem with assistants is sometimes they taser you. Like David Spade's assistant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Fucking guy tried it's to kill him. a lot of those stories. That guy wanted to kill him. Too close. Yeah. Way too close. Yeah, he, well, maybe David wasn't nice to him. I mean, let's just. No. I mean, <laughs> probably not that big a stretch to say he felt a little demeaned. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm sure he just, he just, he could misconstrue Spade's. Could be. Little, just his attitude. The smug asides. <laughs> yeah. His, that's he how just he thought talks. he was serious. He thought he was serious. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just jokes. It was just jokes. But that was a heady time. I kind of just missed that time. Like when, because that was the way for comedians was the the sitcom. Yeah. That was the, the, the Roseanne, the Seinfeld. Exactly. Like all those. Everybody was. Everybody on down. Convinced that that was what you needed to do. That was the formula. And so you would do it and then you would get on a show and then hopefully people would come to see you at comedy clubs. That's my strategy. I was like, I was hoping I could get a special somewhere and I was hoping someone would come to see me at comedy clubs. I had the, I had the thing where I just never thought I was ready for it. Like even when I had like my first pilot, it was like, yeah, we'll see. And like guys with huge egos would be like, I, this is my thing. I'm going to make this the thing. And I was always like, I don't know if I'm really... People might think I have a huge ego. Good enough. Because I, <laughs> I, it seems like I do. But honestly, I've never thought that anything that I was doing was going to work. Yeah. I, I, I always thought it was going to be canceled. I never thought... like I did jokes about Fear Factor being canceled the v- very moment it was on the air. Right. And I'm like, I'm doing this show. It is not going to fucking last. Right. No, they're sticking dogs on people and making them eat animal dicks. <laughs> How long are we going to do this? Or even news radio, like yeah. that was a that was a great show to kind of check your ego because I was only one of eight people, and the the other people, especially Phil Hartman and Dave Foley, were much more famous than me sure. and much more talented. Right. And it was like it was an it was like I had an opportunity to do like an apprenticeship, like I had an opportunity to learn what it's like to act. I I'd, I'd never taken. I took a few acting classes, right. private lessons when I had gotten a development deal, but I never acted. Right. And then all of a sudden, a couple of months later, I'm on TV, like literally, Jeez. very little preparation, and I'm sitting there next to Phil Hartman <laughs> it's so on crazy. a TV show. And if you watch those old news radios, it looks like it, like <laughs> because my character had to be kind of like kind of innocent and stupid, yeah. and uh, and and I was like really into conspiracies, which they made. <laughs> That's so funny because of me because yeah. I really was really into conspiracies. They kind of turned my character that way. But while I was there, I was kind of like, huh. Was this really happening? Like, even while I was doing it. I well, that's like, what's wild about it is a lot of moments in this career. Look at me. Oh, you, so cute. Oh, adorable. Fresh faced 27 Look year old. Look at that. 27. Yeah, back then. Yeah. It, it's weird because you get into a situation where you have to be great at it while you're learning it. Yeah. Like, that is a. But a the trick. thing is, it's, but you were surrounded by good people. And it's also, it's sitcom acting. Right. And stand up is harder than that. And I had already been doing stand-up for six years. But were you? Did, were, did you believe that when you walked in there? Didn't you think this is? Yes. Be, this has got to be harder. No. No, you. It's definitely easier. Oh, I know. I know it is. But when you first showed up on set, weren't you scared? Like. No. I don't know this. No, no. I thought it was easier for you sure. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it was definitely easier because you could do it again. 
like you did in front of a live audience if you fucked up like we fucked up all the time we would right. laugh about it and then we would do a retake right. like I was always laughing when I would do scenes with Andy Dick I could <laughs> yeah. never keep it together oh really I try to keep a straight face and he I would always crack he was so funny man I mean yeah. he's so self-destructive and so crazy but so fucking talented so Andy talented. Dick is literally one of the funniest human beings I've ever done anything with just so but you can't after a while you're like I can't I can't yeah. do this anymore you're just too crazy <laughs> yeah but so talented and when he and i had this weird sort of dynamic on the show and we had these hilarious scenes together and you know and he would i it was so hard to do so you'd be able to like fuck up and laugh and then the yeah. audience actually got a kick out of it yeah because they got to see how the sausage was made right they got to see the behind the scenes because you're breaking but way easier if you fall behind they give it to you you redo it it's a hundred yeah. times easier than oh stand-up. it is yeah but when you don't know it yours was the ray romano role right well, sort of. I took the Ray Romano role that someone else took. See, what happens is Ray got fired from the pilot. They brought in another guy for the pilot. Oh, uh, okay. That guy did the pilot. There was another guy in the original episode of News Radio that played me. Uh, and then they fired that guy. And then I entered into a cattle call. And there was like 100 dudes uh, that auditioned for the part. And I, I wound up getting it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's good. But I, I like- had a development deal with NBC to do my own show. Oh, so they could use your contract and put you in that? Yeah. So in the middle of the development deal, they're trying to find me writers. We're talking about different projects. Yeah. And they say to me, hey, we have this show we'd like you to look at. And they show me this pilot, which is fucking genius. And I just come from this Fox show, which started off really good. The writers were hilarious. Yeah. Uh, They were really good writers. They wrote for The Simpsons. They wrote for Married with Children. They were excellent. Yeah. But they got fucked over hard. They brought in this hack producer and just ruined the show. And all these network executives are getting their fucking spittle-laden fingers all over everything. That's what's so awful. hard. That's what's so hard is that anytime you get that many people on anything, any yeah. organization, the idea you've got, that's where the luck comes in. That yeah. All those people are going to be cool and not ruin it. It's just something that's waiting to be ruined. Yeah, everything where you get a lot of people together and yeah. try to create an art piece... Good luck. Tough. Sometimes it works. Yeah, but you know that's like why the great directors, you know, like the Soderberghs and the Nolans and stuff. James Camerons. They end up working with a lot of the same people all the time. Adam Sandler does that as well. Yeah, because you can you you have some control over the universe. Well, you also know how each other works, and you all have a common goal, and you've done it before, so you know how to do it. Right. Like, or you have these people that are these super powerful figures like Cameron right. who just takes control of everything I've heard like James Cameron will grab a paintbrush give me that fucking thing you don't know what you're doing and then like <laughs> paint the wall because it's just like he's got a vision and if, if they let him yeah. do it you get Avatar right you know? right Otherwise, you get fucking a bunch of other people, and then you get like one of the more recent Star Wars movies, <laughs> right? right? Get, you get a yeah. bunch of people get, trying to add this and that, and yeah, use a formula, like, and blah. Yeah, you, you get dog shit. <laughs> yeah. You get dog shit. And that was the guy when back to the Geraldo thing. When I saw that guy, I knew he was one of those guys. It was just like, ah. <sighs> and then it just ended up like, ah, oh, that's not Greg. Well, after I did news radio i did have a development deal to do another show i think i might have had two different development deals i had one then another one afterwards but i was like really soured because news radio was so good and the directors and the producers and the actors and everyone the writers were so fucking good those scripts were really great i would read this other stuff and i'd be like this is horrible yeah i can't do and also it's the risk of the the crew that we had were 
hard partiers that were really fun people. Uh-huh. Like me and Foley and Mora and, and, and some of the other folks on the show, we would get hammered. <laughs> I mean, when? after the show, uh-huh. after the show film, we'd go to the, like local bars, we'd walk to a local bar, or we'd drink on the set, we would get blasted. <laughs> like, they were partiers. Yeah. Like, especially Foley, he loved to drink. And it was, <laughs> it was like, there was a camaraderie to that. It was yeah. like, and we always felt like we were outcasts. We never made it, you know? Yeah. That show didn't become famous, really, until after it was canceled. Yeah. I remember thinking about writing and getting some news radio scripts from my agent, they were so funny. They're brilliant. They Paul, Paul so Sims tight. is a legitimate genius. They were tight. Yeah. But was... what a cool thing to be in that kind of an environment because a lot of times you end up like playing like a dad or something and it's like you you had like your brothers, your comedic brothers around you. Like that's like a pirate ship. It was like punk rock <laughs> a little bit. Like yeah. like we were doing this show but we knew that we were the underdogs. Yeah. Like we never had a good time slot. We only had a good time slot once. They put us on like uh, after Friends once, and we, uh-huh. we were like number three. We're like, holy shit! We realized like, that's what it takes. You have to be on after a really good show. How long was it on? We were on for five years, but the last Whoa. year was the year that after Phil was murdered. Oh god! So the last year was uh, with John Lovitz. He right, he took right. over the the Hartman spot, Ooh, and he was spot. a really good friend of Phil's. And you know, he had done an episode before, and so. He would probably be the only guy that we would have embraced to do that because it was just like he he sort of fit that Tough that groove. Spot. God, the toughest. He's so funny. He's that such was, a funny cat. That was the only year that we thought that it was going to come back. Like yeah. every year, we thought it was going to be canceled. Like first year, this is not going to make it. Right. You know, our rating suck, and we made it back. And then the fifth year, we were like, "Oh, we're doing pretty good." Canceled. Ah, the weird. They, they pulled the plug on it. That's well, it's weird. Like, what people decide to cancel and don't decide to cancel, unless you're a giant hit, unless you're like, um, you know, yeah. Modern Family or something like yeah. that, you really never know. You don't know. You don't you know. know. That's a fucking great show, Modern Family. Oh god, I never watched it. It's really good. But my whole family got into it during the lockdown. Oh yeah. God, that's a good show. Oh, talk so, about great writing, so great acting. So well written. I know. So well so acted. So good. Yeah, amazing. I auditioned for, for a, a role in it. And it didn't. It was kind of okay, but it was um, oh, what's his name? You know, the husband. Mm. Uh, I for, I'm spacing on his name, but I. It's one of those where like you audition for something and then you watch somebody who got the role and you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's better than me. <laughs> yeah, uh, good move. <laughs> I love Ed O'Neill too. He's, oh he's my great god! In everything. I mean, to to have that character, to have like those two great characters, mm, like married yeah. with children, and then this. I know. So good. Everyone on that is solid, and the storylines are so good. It's so good. It's, it's just such a well-made show, and the fact that it's done that way and that funny with no audience is incredible. I know. You know, it's all single camera. That means that there's people that are really fun that know funny. Yeah. Right. Because you can get in that situation and have somebody who, yeah, it's funny enough. That's, right. That's right, funny. Right, right, right? right. They don't have that level mm-hmm. of what they know is funny. Do you ever watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No. One of the funniest shows on TV. Really? Uh, amazing. So good. Tina Fey's. Yeah. It's right. Tina Fey's show. It's on Netflix. I forget who the girl Everything is. That's the redheaded girl. But she, the girl who plays Kimmy Schmidt. 
and yeah. uh, Titus Andromedus, oh, yeah. the uh, the gay guy, he's, he's great. fucking amazing. He's a force. He's so good. He's a force. It's a hilarious show, man. Yeah, and it's a crazy show. It's a girl about a girl who gets kidnapped, <laughs> brought into a sex cult, and locked into a bunker for fifteen years. <laughs> so she gets she gets released, and she has no idea how the world works. Uh-huh. But she's super innocent, but really positive. It's right. fucking great. <laughs> That's great. It's a really good show, man. I love those characters. You read? Yeah. Uh, what about Ted Lasso? Are you seeing that one now? What's that? That's um. Uh, oh, what's his name? Not uh, Jason Sudeikis. No, I don't know it's, what that is. It's on, uh, I think, on Apple. Uh, so good. similar character. It's a new one of those Apple only shows. Yeah, yeah. Those are weird. Like, who's watching those? How I many don't people know. Are watching this one Apple seems like shows? it's catching. This yeah? one seems like yeah. And he, the same kind of character. He's Here just wide eyed and super mm. optimistic football coach that comes to England to coach soccer. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good premise. And he's so positive. He's just really just. You can't break this guy, and it's just—it's almost like a dumb optimism. It's great. He's so good in it. Everyone on it is. Good. There's too much good stuff to watch right now. I know. Oh, you know what I did want to talk to you about? Yeah. I watched the Social Dilemma. Oh, jeez, dude. You know that's a must-see, kids. I heard it's depressing. Oh, so is because real it's life. so real. Real life's depressing, Tom. <laughs> Listen to you. Everything's gonna be fine. Wear a mask. I live in communist Russia. Wear a mask, <laughs> trust me. Gavin Newsom's penis tastes delicious. We're all going to be fine. <laughs> we are going to be fine. You think we exist on this plane and this plane only? Ooh, that's heavy. No. No, because I've done a lot of drugs. I think there's probably something yeah, you've else. seen. I think there's something. You know. I think there's something else out there, but just unaccessible right now. Yeah. But this social dilemma makes me very concerned about the future. Because all of these technologists and all these people that have invented all this stuff that now are very unhappy. Yeah. It's really fascinating well, to not- see them discussing their own creations and see outsiders who are also technologists who didn't didn't invent these things but are seeing the patterns in these things and understand it from, you know, a, a, a really educated perspective. They're, they're saying this could lead to civil war. Like, people are getting more and more divided, and it shows in the film – how social media has made people far more polarized, far more divided than ever before. The the red and the blue and the this, sure. you know, it's like, it's disturbing. It's, What's the most dangerous part of it? And can it be corrected? Well, there's a lot of dangerous parts about it, but the thought bubbles, the the fact that these people get in these, these bubbles of thought where mm-hmm. everybody around you thinks your way and everybody who thinks a different way is the enemy. Yeah. This is a really dangerous part of the reality that we live in today because it's not what we anticipated. I thought that the internet and the age of information and all that we're experiencing right now would bring about an understanding and a, a nuanced perspective yeah. in life in all ways. Like you'd be able to see things from other people's perspectives more more easily because it'd be more readily available and it would be more encouraged for you to seek out all this information. But a bunch of factors that happen at the same time all have sort of made it worse than ever before. And one of them is Trump. Trump being such a polarizing figure. Yeah. And w- whether or not, you know, how, whether or not it's justified and how much of it's justified and how much of it is liberal propaganda and how much of it is Republican propaganda. When you look at the way people feel about him and the things they equate with him, like they equate white supremacy and, you know, and, and, and anti-immigrant mentality and, you know, xenophobia and 
all these different things they think and, and a lack of empathy and which is probably accurate right mm -hmm. if there's anything if you could say anything about trump one of the things you would say that's negative is he seems to not be em empathetic he doesn't seem to care about other people right the way you would want a leader to care about people like you don't 100%. you don't buy it right even when people die like when john mccain died he still never had any empathy for the guy no and you know it's just yeah there's so many in there, so it's so easy to look at him. And even though in his mind, he's got to be a tough guy. And if people come at him, he's going to come back at them. But this is like sort of the mentality that someone takes if you're battling trolls online. You, you, you don't understand, like you as the president, you're supposed to be, you're in this rare position. You can't be responding to individuals mm -hmm. because you're too big. You represent a different thing. You're not Donald Trump anymore. You're Donald Trump, who is also the president of the United States. Yes. And if you don't adjust the way you communicate with people yes. and bring people together. And one of the things that Obama did brilliantly was he made you feel like America was something you could be proud of because that guy's representing you. This really articulate, super smooth statesman mm -hmm. who seemed elegant and he seemed like composed and when he would speak reg regardless of his policies you know you could, regardless of the criticism you might have of his his administration the way he handled the role of president perfect yeah. Yeah. perfect a right. plus a plus no no, no a plus missteps. no pettiness right no i mean i think he called kanye jackass once that's about it <laughs> yeah. well it might have led Just to kanye like wanted to be up. president <laughs> he might have fucking made trump be president well yeah that that, that white house correspondence dinner yeah. we shit on trump yeah and you see trump going there yeah <laughs> yes well, i'm Myers. one thing you'll never be which is president of the united states <laughs> everyone's laughing and he's just glaring up at and the dais like, yeah. No, that was a moment. That psychopath, he took you up on that yeah. little challenge. But you take someone that has lack of empathy and doesn't really see the responsibility of the office and what he says, and you combine that with that technology, that's a that's a Well, you're asking a guy. That's a dangerous combination. It is. You're asking a guy of. to change who he is at 73. Right. Right? You're at, or 72, whatever he, what he was when he got in, 71. I think he was 71 yeah. again. You're asking a guy in his 70s to change who he is. And and the thing that made him successful, the reason why he was in all these rap songs, like if you go back and listen to rap music in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> Trump's name was thrown up all the time. Right. He was that guy. He was that guy with the big gold letters on his fucking building. Yeah, and fighting and, with Rosie O'Donnell. And yes. And calling her a pig and yeah. all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that was okay back then for some reason. Like he would... Call her terrible names on the Conan O'Brien show, or because he was a whatever show television he was on. celebrity, Letterman. Yeah, but he was famous for being that guy. Right. So that guy became president, mm -hmm. and there's always a polarization. There's always a group of people that hate the president because they didn't vote for him, and they sure. want him to fuck up, and they want him to fail, and they want everything to hit, that he's doing to be wrong. Yeah. Like, you remember when they got mad at Obama for wearing a, a tan suit? Yeah, it was Do you remember horrible. That? Yeah, it was like his the greatest violation like, of the office, and they made a big deal. Or when about he fist bumped it. his wife, yeah, um, like why do you the fucking, outrage? Why do you fucking care about this? I know he's got a nice suit on. He <laughs> exactly. looks good. I know. Look good in that suit. But it's but so so there's that, that the right? There's Trump as a figurehead, which accelerates everything. He's he's gasoline on an already raging wildfire. He loves keeping the temperature at maximum. He wants everything at a hot boil. Yeah. And it, you really feel it. You know that, that that's the thing of that office. 
He could calm this situation down. He could make you all relax. I think he knows how to do it. It's, he even he when likes he it, and tries. he exists. He's like the only one who's comfortable. Like you ever, you ever go out with a girl who loves to fight? Yeah, and just ah! and she's only comfortable because that's the way she was raised. And they get mad if you don't want to fight back. Yes, that's him. <laughs> that's him. He wants to fight. He'll bring shit up until you take yeah. the bait, and then there's a fight on, and then mm-hmm. they calm down, and you're you're having a nervous breakdown. So it's not all his <laughs> fault, though. There's social media and the divide that comes, and this is where the social dilemma comes in place. Yeah. There's a divide that comes about because of the way they've engineered these algorithms, which is really disturbing. Yeah. So whatever you're into, it finds those things and accentuates them because it, it just wants you to stay on more. It wants you to engage more. Sure. It wants you to, to pay attention to the things. Now, uh-huh. Ari Shafir did a little bit of a study on this, a little bit of a, a, a test. And he only YouTubed puppies. Mm-hmm. That's all he would YouTube. Just YouTube puppies. Just oh, just to see what happened. And all YouTube would send him yeah. is puppies. Right. All they would all they would show him, uh-huh. all they would suggest is puppies. <laughs> yep. So this idea that they're engineering outrage is a little right. disingenuous. Because re- what they're really doing is finding what you're interested in. And people have been shown to pay attention to what they disagree with uh-huh. far more than what they agree with. So that's the algorithm how you, spits you things yes. that you disagree with more. Exactly, because you get engaged with that and you get angry. Oh. Which is, that was a part of the, the, the movie. It was showing how things that people disagree with, things that make people upset. Right. Those are the things that people are much more likely to engage with. And you're like, fuck you, fucking liberals, or fuck you, you fucking racist. Trumpy. Everyone's racist. Right, right. You know, it's like, it's this thing that is a part of being a person where you seek, especially when you don't feel like you're really, you're being heard, right? Mm-hmm. When you're at home and you're sitting on the toilet and you're going through Facebook and you see some shit about what the fucking burn the flag, you motherfuckers, and you start you start making these messages, right. you're more likely to do that than seeing some beautiful story about these parents that adopt this kid and they, they give him a home and he yeah. comes from a bad part of the world. Like that, you're not going to go, good way to go for you. Let me write down all the amazing things <laughs> about that, what you're doing. Is no, that terrible? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get mad. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're on the left, you're going to get mad because of the wildfires. You're going to blame them on Trump and climate change. Right. All these different things. And, yeah. You know, like, look. Gets your outrage going. Yeah. I mean, so many people think Trump's responsible for the wildfires. Listen, folks, those fucking fires were going to happen regardless of who is president. Now, whether or not he is putting in policies that's going to protect people 10, 20 years from now, right. that's a real argument. That's, yeah. But the fucking fires yeah. that are going on right now are not because of Trump. It no. takes a long time to turn that battleship. No, absolutely. It's I mean, not, that, it's yeah. not his fault. And I'm not saying he's done good things for the environment. That's no. not what I'm saying. He's but, not plotting a future that you think will. St- the, help out these fires in the future right you do have to take into consideration well and here's the thing everybody's applauding newsom for saying that they're going to eliminate these uh gasoline powered cars by 2035 finally you can't, you can't but, but here's the thing <laughs> because you and i both have teslas yeah. but here's the thing you, those batteries don't come free you have to get lithium out of the ground i mean they're 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 fucking literally staging military coups there was a the story about see see there's this is a, there was a thing, there was a controversy because Elon Musk made a tweet. And uh-huh. I think the tweet was something, we'll coup whoever we want to or something crazy. Oh, he was really? just responding to someone. He was saying that. I think he was just like being a, joking around about yeah, it. Yeah. But people are saying, like, here it is. 
We will coup whoever we want. Elon Musk in the overthrow of democracy in Bolivia. <laughs> he probably should have said that, Elon. That I mean, he's probably joking thing? around. But the idea is that lithium, which is a, a primary component of For batteries, these batteries right. you're going to need a massive amount of that shit. Right. And that shit is called conflict minerals. Conflict minerals... One of the reasons why they call them that is because these fucking minerals are in the Congo, they're they're in Afghanistan, they're right. in all these places that are, you know, it's it's there's a lot of people vying for them. Like China's trying right. to get into the Congo. Blood diamonds. Yeah, it's well, it's a little sketchier than diamonds. Right. You're gonna need a whole lot more of it. Right. And you need it to yeah. get batteries. It's not like it's a free ride to get batteries. Yeah, but you know, you so you lose democracy in Bolivia. At least there's no more fires. At least the air's better. I don't think it works that way. Everything's a little evil. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I think There'll they got to figure out how to suck carbon out of the air. <laughs> they have figured that out. There's there's like small scale versions of these things that look like, it looks like an air cleaner that's the size of a skyscraper. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, and they've talked about implementing these things to actually extract carbon from the atmosphere. What about that soil documentary? Did you see that one where they... It's no. all about the that's soil. That's fucking terrifying. Like sucking, like if you if you heal the soil... You'll heal the earth. Well, regenerative farming is the best way to heal the soil. Right. And there are some people that are experts on regenerative farming. And regenerative farming is essentially what they're doing is farming the way they farmed thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago. The way you're supposed to. Like right. ruminants, animals eat grass. They shit. The manure actually brings these these uh these nutrients back into the earth and that acts as fertilizer for new plants to right. grow you rotate the crop and it's supposed to have a carbon neutral effect when it's done correctly the problem right. is we've adapted to this world where you want to pull in a jack in a box and get a cheeseburger in five seconds yeah and that has got to be cheap meat and cheap meat comes from factory farming and factory farming is universally regarded as fucking disgusting horrible so Th that way you have, you've got trucks and you've got all this fucking these yeah. animals and they're eating terrible food and it's it's all gross yeah like from top to bottom it's horrible gross. horrible and there's a it, it's a new documentary on netflix so i forget the name of it what do you kiss the ground kiss the ground really good because it's kind of one of those that actually gives you some hope mm. you're like well this isn't that complex of a solution that could actually what change is their things. solution what are they trying to do they're trying to uh, regenerative farming? Yeah, exactly. The thing about regenerative farming, though, is I don't know if it will work at scale. Like, we, we had Joel Salatin on a, a few t Well, we've had him on twice, but we had him on a few months back. And there's a guy who doesn't give a fuck about coronavirus, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> Older fella, farmer, healthy as, just healthy as an ox. <laughs> drinks out of the trough where the cows drink. Because he <laughs> says he gets that biome into his, uh, his gut. He, he wants that. He wants what? all their bacteria. Really? Yeah. Do doesn't wash his hands. Doesn't get <laughs> sick. He's, That's why I feel comedians have kind of been strong because traveling or in front of all these people, you're holding mics that are other grubby comedians are holding well that's the argument about prisoners you know yeah most prisoners are asymptomatic from coronavirus which is fascinating yeah yeah because they're just surrounded by germs they're all the time yeah you would think they're so stressed out like here they are in fucking jail yeah. that's about as stressful as life gets oh god but they're they're everyone's coughing in everybody's mouth and they're fine Ugh. but yeah i know your immune system you know it gets ramped up and it goes to work by the way what's going on with harvey weinstein he's fat and old and he got coronavirus when he was in jail yeah. Nobody heard a peep out of that guy. Yeah, because he's probably 
He's probably in a house in the Hamptons. You never heard about that guy, right? You don't, you don't hear about him at all anymore, no, right? No, he's the one that started it all. There was a rapper who just got sent back to jail for social distancing violation. How about that? Sent back to jail. Sent back to jail. Yeah, Would he he's oh. he shot at Chief Keef. You know that uh, you can't be shooting him. That's what I say. Um, he shot at him, though. He didn't shoot him, but okay. he, he, they sent him to jail. Then they released him because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And they got uh, pictures of him at a party, having a good old time. And uh, there was like, oh, he's social distance violating. So they put him back in jail. What a dummy. Can you imagine that? I didn't know you can go back to jail for violating social distancing rules. Well, this seems like a special case. But in, perhaps. <laughs> I know, right? If you get out of jail for shooting at somebody because you might get a cold. Yeah. I mean, he's a young guy, too. He'll probably shake it off like that. Yeah, exactly. Just play by the rules. Yeah, Just turn well, it down a notch. Yeah, if Just I was his lawyer, I'd be like, stay bro, inside. listen to me. I know you like partying, but can, do you have a mask? Uh, yeah. You know, wear a mask when you party, like a Halloween mask. God. They were saying that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Just put on a big thing. Yeah, just pretend you're still yeah. yeah, this is the dude. Takeshi 69 ex associate Kuda B, I like that name, headed back to prison for party stunt. Well, they're calling it party stunt. They were calling it a social distance violation. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, what he, would you he think? He hasn't even been sentenced yet, apparently. Mm. So he might have got out early while he was being held. Uh, caught on tape partying with a large group of people in a Brooklyn apartment soon after his April release. Manhattan federal judge blah, 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 called the decision to have a party after receiving social, social, social distancing orders. An astonishing stunt, and he ordered Cuda Cuda to surrender to U.S. Marshals no later than 2 p.m. October 15th. So he's got some days to party. So it's only the 6th. Homeboy's got nine days to fucking have a good old time. Jeez. Maybe we need face tattoos. Why? It seems like all the cool kids got them. No, we're too old, dude. Are we? If you get a face tattoo in your RH, people frown upon that. (laughs) Do they? Yeah, they think you're suicidal. You're losing your mind. Maybe you get a nice little star on your cheek. A little... Just a little tiny one. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Why not, man? Like the NBC thing? The more you know? (laughs) What if you got your lips done? Like, just real subtle? Like, you came in, your lips were darker. I'd be like, what's going on with your lips, Tom? (laughs) What? I don't know. They were always this way. Like, all of a sudden, your lips look dark. I don't know if you caught what he uh, was in jail for, by the way. Shot at Chief Keefe. He paid someone to. Oh, he wait a According to, to McKenzie's yeah. confession, Takeshi 69 paid that guy right. to shoot but, at Chief Keefe. But supposedly instead, in an attempt to scare the rival rather than seriously injure him. Instead, Kuda opted to outsource the shooting to someone else, but still pled guilty to assault with a dangerous weapon in aid of racketeering, yeah. which is a maximum prison sentence of twenty years. He's only 22 years old, but likely spend the next couple of decades behind bars. Whoa. Jeez. So they're so kind of gang? Out? Are they gang related? Like he, he was. He has not yet been sentenced, so he was being held with a bunch of other people who were like backed up in the court system. Oh, so they let him out just... Temp, like on bail. On which bail. He have, maybe he wasn't granted oh. bail or something. So like they're like, well, now you're not out on bail. So come oh, on. violate it. He's going to jail for a long fucking time. I hope he got another face tattoo before he went in. He should have got a raft and gone to Cuba. <laughs> go Could to you Florida? escape? Like, if you were, had to go on the run, okay, you get busted for something. Maybe you didn't do it, but the, the fuzz is coming for you. Would it be possible to escape the law for the rest of your life nowadays? I was talking to a man who knows things, <laughs> and he was telling me that there is technology that they are working on that's going to let them hear 
fully clear, completely crystal clear conversations from satellites. Uh huh. You they're mean person to person? I mean you in your house right. having a conversation with your wife. They're going to be able to hear you from a satellite. They oh, just tune into your house. They're going to be so bored. I'm sure they will be, <laughs> but not if they tune into Chief Keith's house. <laughs> they're going to find some crazy shit going on. But these really yes, like yes. I don't think so. Like with GPS, they could pinpoint a house yes. and listen to that conversation. No one's hiding. That's my, my point. Right. Like they're closing in on everything. And you're going to get to the point where right. there's, there's not going to be, there's no hiding. It's like that Tom Cruise movie. Minority Report? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like I when I saw that movie, it was like, oh, yeah, this, this is all definitely coming. Like, yeah. right? They were trading eyeballs because. That was like a future crime, right? They could catch yeah. you before right, you right, did right. something. Before you did something. Yeah. yeah. It's well, coming. If you really believe in determinism, you know, you real if, if you could de- get a computer, you could devise a computer that's so powerful that it could accurately anticipate individual events crisscrossing and compiling together to create a specific result, and you knew they would force someone's hand to do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not completely outside of the realm of possibility that one day at least they could figure it like they could. Figure out a likelihood of uh-huh. things happening. Right. Yeah. 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 And then where are you going to run? Bolivia? You ain't going anywhere, bro. Come on. You could go to the someplace. ocean. Just keep well, like, walking into the ocean until you stop breathing. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. Like, what was it when the, when you rat on the mafia and you got to go into a house in Arizona? They did that for a while. Was it relocation or? Yeah. Witness relocation. Yeah. Witness protection. Yeah. Witness protection. Right. We had uh, we that were, worked, right? We showed Sammy the Bull Gravano did that. He's got a podcast now. <laughs> he's, I don't think you're supposed to do that. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> third next to Hillary Clinton. She's two. Michelle Obama's number one. <laughs> number one, what? Can we just well, brought the ratings? Up. <laughs> well, he should be on a podcast. Know, no witness protection, you would think. But yeah, he, like Takashi Six Nine just said, he's like, I'm coming out. He ratted on people. Yeah, but what is he doing? Is he in? No, Witness protection in, no, at all? Nope. He's no? out in New York making music videos, passing like he was literally on the street corner passing out his CDs. With I guess he just had. How come nobody's he hustles? Him. I'll give him that. But he's had to move his spot. He's had uh, he's had houses where he got ratted on. Sure. Of course they're gonna rat security. on him. He's yeah, a rat. I mean, he's You're got, a rat. I don't know. Very yeah, popular. But, yeah, but how long before he runs out of money? Like okay. that, it costs a lot of money to have that kind of security. Keep making it. Hmm. Yeah. Keep coming up with some new beats. Yeah. If you're going to get a face tattoo, what kind of tattoo would you get? Uh, if I was to get a face tattoo, I would get, uh, I don't know, a little booger right underneath my nose. Be serious. Maybe a tattooed tear, scare everybody off, pretend you killed yeah, people in prison. Yeah, let people think I killed people. No, then, mm. I, then gang members would be like, no, you didn't, and they'd come get me. That's true. Good call. You don't want troubles. Maybe it'll cause trouble. Yeah. Maybe little, I'm telling you, a little star on your cheek. I like the star. Right here. Right in the upper cheekbone area. Just a little tiny star. What did Papa do? To answer questions, too. He Convicted has, uh, rapist Harvey Weinstein to face new sex crimes charges. Oh, boy. 11 counts in California. Ooh, this 11 is new news. counts this is new? of sexual Post assault yesterday. in the state of California where extradition proceedings have been put on hold due to the pandemic. 11 wow. counts. So, yeah, three more counts, I guess, got added to. Three more counts of rape and other sexual crimes involving two women. He's already serving 23 years, and he's got to put a suit on and go defend himself more? Jeez Do you think Louise. if you left a gun in, in his cell, he would just blow his brains out? Yeah, 
Because he doesn't think he's getting out at this point. No. These charges keep piling up. God. Is he in jail, jail? Or oh, he's he... in Rikers, bro. He's in Rikers? Yeah. Yeah. He got COVID when he was in jail. And they didn't send him home Fuck to him. get healthy? No. That's, he's not at Rikers, but he is in jail somewhere. Wasn't yeah. he in Rikers, though, at uh, one this, point? Maybe before he got sent to the Wendy Correctional Facility, Max Security, God. in New York, near Buffalo. Man, oh, man. Yeah. And Cosby's in jail. Yeah, but it's... You ever remind yourself of that as you're going about through your day? Bill Cosby. Yeah. It's such a... He's only in jail for a short amount of time. Is he? Yeah, which is interesting. He's, he's only in jail for... I, I believe he's in jail for one of those things that he did. Uh-huh. I believe. For a short amount of time? I don't think he's in jail for very long. I think he's in jail for like 10 years or something. Is that what it is? It says three to 10 in state prison. Yeah. Three to 10, so he'll be... So he could get out on parole and still be alive, but he's oh. like... He's almost blind, too. Yeah, next year would be parole. Oh, he was in next jail, year. September 25th, 2018. He still won't admit he did anything. God. Hold strong. Yeah. Yeah, he seems insane. Yeah. He seems completely insane. Like, he was out at a barber shop before he went. they put him in. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I don't know if he was on parole or on appeal or I mean, not on parole, on bail or on appeal. But he was uh, at a barber shop, like, uh, with these guys, and they made a video of it. It's It's so strange. Because Why? he's acting as if nothing had happened. Bill Cosby interviewed. He expects to serve full 10-year sentence rather than say sorry. Wow. Jeez. So he was just at the barbershop, like, acting like he wasn't going? He was holding court. That's what holding he does. Holding court at a barbershop. And, these guys, and they were talking about, like, bands. Like, what guy was in what band. And, yeah, and they were doing talking trivia and shit. He's probably doing the same thing in jail. I wonder. I bet. I bet he's... Bet he's got a lot of fans in jail. I wonder how he's treated there. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. There he's he is. That's him at the stories. barbershop. Play some of that. Give me some volume. The original. The original. Okay, so there's. So he's got that sweater on that says "Hello, friend." Yeah, he's talking no jazz. jazz. Yeah. Yes, there's Connie K on the drum. That's Alonzo no! Broden's older brother. No. Come on, tell me that guy doesn't look like Alonzo Broden's older brother. <laughs> yeah. Have you any money on you? It's either. He wants Can to bet him. They're talking yeah. shit. Let's hear it for one oh, yeah, kidney right. jump. <laughs> one kidney jump. He's holding court. He's talking about jazz music. Scroll. Who who made this this post? Uh, Bill, Cosby. Bill Cosby himself. Bill Cosby hangs out to Marco's hair artistry. And they have to put in quotes, barbershop, <laughs> in, <laughs> in brackets. In uh, <laughs> Yesterday with friends. Fans January 21st, 2018. Look at his hashtags. Go Eagles, Philadelphia. Wow. That's crazy. That's weird. Wow. God, what a weird story. Man, oh, man. So he thinks I, that it was just, uh, he was just with some ladies. That's his, in his head. Ugh. Right? Dude, when I was on news radio, we heard about him. Yeah. We had heard about him drugging people. You did? Yeah, it was a rumor. It was always a rumor. It was always yeah. a thing that people had heard. They knew someone who knew someone. They knew something. It was always out there. Jeez. So when Hannibal Burris was on stage and he was talking about yeah. that, that was not something that was unknown. No, like, I mean, he said in his set, right? Yeah. Just Google it. Yeah. And then that's what starts it all, which is just bananas. Yeah. One set that someone films on their phone, yeah. gets up on YouTube, and everybody's like, wait, what? And everybody outside the industry 
Woke up. Goes Cosby, Cosby, Bill Cosby, like the right. Cosby Show, like Fat America's Albert. dad, right? Like the Jello pudding guy, that guy, the adorable guy. Ugh, I, so I awful. wish you could re- read a yeah, person's 2014. mind. Twenty fourteen, yeah, when that w- happened with with when Hannibal. Yeah, ooh, I wish you could read a person's mind. Yeah, like I really want, I really want to know. I want to know. Imagine, Sounds like those satellites are going to do it. They're going to hear your mind. <laughs> hear your words. Yeah, but I think. I don't think we're too many decades away from being able to actually read your mind. You think? Someone was convicted of a crime in India back in the day. And we covered this when I did that uh, Joe Rogan Questions Everything show because of fMRI. fMRI is uh, functional magnetic imagery. And the I think that's the right terms. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's uh, it's reading the mind and in, in reading like patterns. And they decided that this person, ha- I think it might have been a woman was convicted of a crime because they had functional knowledge of the crime scene. Now, this uh-huh. was this was in another country. I believe it was in India. And I talked to uh, a neuroscientist in America, and they said, you would never accept this in America because functional knowledge of a crime scene could be obtained by just examining evidence. Like if you were charged, right. if someone charged you with a murder, said, Tom, I know you killed that guy. And you're like, what? And then they show you the photos. Like you would have access to the information. Yeah. yeah. And if you have that in your head, like thinking, oh my God, someone killed this person and now they're blaming on me. How could they think I did it? And you could possibly have functional knowledge of where it happened and what happened just based on someone describing to you what you've been charged with. How do you find out if someone has functional knowledge? They don't really know. This like in it, yeah. you know, in Italy... Uh-huh. People were charged that um, were seismologists because they didn't warn people in time for an earthquake that took place. Right. They, yeah, because they're Italians. <laughs> the f- <laughs> fucking. Hey! <laughs> they don't know. They don't know no better. So they charged people. With, now, in America, you could never charge a seismologist. I believe that's right. true. See if that's true. If that was in Italy. I'm asking you to Google a lot <laughs> that of shit seems like so, that may or may not be real. It seems like so, so like early, se- like other century. Like she's a witch. Yes, yeah, it does. <laughs> That's seem why like it that. rains. Well, she's a witch. <laughs> actual, you know, seismologists and yeah. scientists all over the world were aghast because, like, well, 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 you can't fucking charge people with not warning you about something that's utterly yeah. unpredictable. <laughs> Italian seismologists cleared of manslaughter. Okay, so oh, they were charged. Good. They came to their senses. Six scientists did not cause deaths in 2009. But what's crazy is that that actually went to court. So these poor guys had to defend themselves in court that they should have known that this earthquake was coming. That this is, is old dumb. world, isn't it? That's very old hey, world. I'm eating my spaghetti the fucking earth starts moving. The earthquake, that guy's How got a Geiger counter. How much I pay that guy? How much I pay him? Who's the guy with the Geiger counter? What is it? Get him! How come he don't know? We're both Italian. We can get away with talking like he this. He should have told me. But, Do you um, know I, I look at, like a uh, famous uh, Italian film star? Who? Carlo Verdone. How much do you look like? Like, could you go over uh, there? And- I got into a taxi cab in Rome, and this kid fell out. It's like twenty-two-year-old really? kid was just like, <gasps> "Verdoni's in my cab. Verdoni's in my cab." And he called his family. Oh my god! He made me get on the phone with him. Oh my god! <laughs> That's pretty close, right? What do you think? I think it's insulting. You should be mad. <laughs> that guy looks like he's ten years older than you, and he's well, gonna die tomorrow. Well, he is older. But he's like he's. He's a fucking fatone. He's one of the comedic actors. Make that make that face. 
Oh, he's doing. Oh! <laughs> hey! What's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty close. That's pretty close. That's pretty. Give close. me a smile with your lips closed. Ooh, wow! Is it close? Very, very. This kid lost his mind. He's like, "Where don't Mike?" It took me the whole ride to convince my. If wasn't someone Verdone. didn't have a phone on them, where they couldn't Google the actual Verdoni, look, you could probably yeah. pull it off. Right, right. I bet. We can go find him. I like that one with the pointing at you, the glasses. Like he's a badass. Yeah, look at that's that. me and my sunglasses. That's you, bro. Carlo Verdoni. <laughs> Verdoni. Hey, that's Carlo Verdoni. That's you, bro. I wish I spoke Italian. Well, Damn. you can learn. It's not that hard. It's not like you want to breathe underwater, you lazy fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Get an app. I wish. I wish I could do something that I don't do right now that other people do easily. <laughs> I just don't no, have the energy. I don't think my brain can handle it. You think you can what? learn a whole language of right now? Of course I could. No way. Oh, but... Of course I could. I don't want to, but of course I <laughs> well, could. Well, you're living your life here, not going over to Italy. and Yes, you could. It would just require a lot of time. A, you, a lot of time. It would have to be a time. real reason for you to do it. Right. Like, if I had a wife and she was Italian, she was talking a lot of shit. <laughs> I, I was just... <laughs> You don't. I was just the way you said it, though. You don't need to learn the whole language. Like we don't know the whole English language. We know a good portion of it and how to talk with it, but we don't know Almost. the whole thing. Some words. Talk with it. Apparently, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. apparently, Russian is a really hard one to learn. I took that in uh, freshman year in college. It's not as to, hard as you think. But what about the writing? It no. They just have a little, a couple blocky letters. But Desvidanias, uh, Trasvuti. It uh, yeah. It's not as complicated. Yeah, there's something about it that's. They say that English is much harder than no uh, shit. Russian. Yeah, oh, like learning it the other way is really a. That's bitch. interesting. Yeah. So Russians have a hard time learning English. English can learn Russian better. Right. Right. Mm. I only took it for a semester, and the guy let you take the test as many times as you needed to pass. But really, it wasn't that mind blowing. Yeah. Really, I would think just the language itself, the written language, would be really hard. It's really cool. It's fucking cool looking. Yeah, it is really cool. My uh, daughter is studying Italian in college. Yeah. And it's like every day you have to take it, five days a week. It's pretty wow. immersive. That's how you learn it. Yeah, that's the move, right? If yeah. you go to an immersion school and you have to teach, they teach every class yeah. in, in the language. and They don't speak any English to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or go live in Rome, pretend you're Verdone. kids went to a Spanish immersion school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they learned it. Yeah, you just learn. You know, you, know. you speak Spanish You have to every do day. it all the time. Yeah. It's just that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I wish I could learn something that other people know that I could learn. <laughs> <laughs> it is lazy. But <laughs> it's not lazy. Well, listen. I'm busy. You could do it. I have but, a lot I mean, of stuff going on. It would require many hours a day, many days in a row, probably for years before yeah. you got adept at it. Yeah. And you, it could be done. But How it's long like, until I was uh, like a get by on a trip? I don't know. I can't, I can't speak another language. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, there's those Rosetta Stone commercials. They promise yeah. like, you can get like, fairly good at it in like 90 days or something. But yeah. I think yeah. you have to put a lot of time into it. It's yeah, like, yeah. I think you're better like anything else. being retired. But I isn't there a thing with the brain like that if you learn it when you're like yeah. 14, it's much easier than when you're 50? I think it's younger. I think it's really young. When yeah. you're really young, kids... I mean, you think about how quick kids speak English. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, my daughter 
one of my daughters was speaking really young. She was at one years old. She's speaking in full sentences. It was really weird. Like she's really smart. Yeah. But, but at one years old, she would ask me questions. Daddy, what is this and why is that? And this blah, 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 blah. right, right. There is that. one one. Imagine you speaking full Italian in one year. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Man, that would be fun though. Yeah. I just want to be able to handle myself in a restaurant. Yeah. Like really yeah. well. Be able to talk about the wine. And well, talk about the... Google has these earbuds that will trans. They will translate languages in real time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So with this Google app, you can someone can talk to you as long as they speak clearly, like clear enough for like it, it to transcribe. Really. They will be able to say it back to you in real time. Yeah. Will be able to or can no now? can I'm I'm pretty sure it's the Pixel Pixel Buds Pixel uh, yeah. earbuds. See if that's that's uh, pretty cool. That's true. Yeah, that's really great. I, you know, it's interesting, right? Like, th there's arguments for both Android and Apple, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the arguments for Apple, or one of the arguments for Android, rather. So here it is, right? It is. Yeah. Include How to the earbud. Then say, "Help me speak Spanish." To launch conversation mode on the Translate app, when you're ready to speak to someone in another language, press and hold the earbud and speak in your native language. Good afternoon. What are the menu specials today? Buenas tardes. ¿Cuáles son los especiales del menú hoy? Oh, the phone takes Tap it over for you. Tap the microphone under the language Check you'd like out. translated when they're ready to respond. Then when the talk. person responds, the translated message will play directly into your Pixel Buds. To learn more, visit the Google Pixel Buds Help Center. <laughs> that ain't <laughs> working. <That's, laughs> he well, talks listen. and... It's enough for you to make a drug transaction. I'm I can't even get it. I'm here to get a Cocaine. I, uh, Cocaine. <laughs> there is not one time when I transcribe just in my English to my text where it nails it. Well, Google is better. Yeah? They're much better at it. Yeah. And this, I, I use uh, my Apple. I have an Apple phone and I have an Android phone. Oh, you do? My Apple phone is my primary phone. And I use my Android phone more to fuck around with than uh -huh. anything, but I'm fucking around with a few things on it. And one of the things is how well it picks up your voice and how well it transcribes it. So here's the argument, right? right? Apple is much better with your privacy. They're much better with your privacy. Like when you use Apple Maps, it's not sending your data to anyone. It's right. Not, but it's one of the reasons why Apple Maps is not as good. Uh, Google Maps are better. Because they're sharing it. It's just better. They just it's they're getting data constantly from you. They're getting data from all the other drivers. Right. They're sharing that data. They're compiling that data, and they're also sending ads your way to to profit off of this to make sure. it profitable. So because of that, because Google is just sucking up data yeah. constantly, they can provide you with better services. Mm -hmm. So they they have an amazing search engine. They have all, but that was one of the things about the social dilemma. The search engine gives different results based on where you are. Like, say, if you type, they use an example, climate change. Uh -huh. Like, if you write climate change is, it might say a hoax. Uh -huh. Or climate change is a terrible threat, depending on where you live. Like, if you Just do it in where California, you are, like you live in, right. Right, it might give you one thing. But if you live in Waco, Texas, it might give you another wow. thing. Yeah, and it's based on what it thinks you want to see. <laughs> That's crazy. It's not good. That's not good. Yeah, that's it's why just I use, reinforcing people's dumb ideas. That's why I use DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo does not do any of that stuff, uh -huh. and it, it also it it gives you things. It it's it it doesn't send your data somewhere. Oh. It, it protects your privacy. 
So you put climate change is on DuckDuckGo. No, I put chicks with dicks. Whoa. And then no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> I got a no burner phone with DuckDuck hey. Blow on it. <laughs> yeah, you, you put whatever you want. It just, yeah. the, the results are not curated. Right. So it's just giving you the most applicable results for the things that you're looking for. But it's not doing it in a way where it's curating it for your own interest. Like if you try to find things that are controversial, and we've, we've tried to find that on the podcast before, uh-huh. where Jamie will Google something and I'll know it to be correct, but Google will not show that it's correct because maybe the correct answer is not politically correct. Uh. So you have to go through several pages and maybe you even have to Google it in a very specific way right. to get to the heart of the science behind what's wrong with the consensus opinion. The right. consensus opinion might be wrong. Like that's the case with a lot of nutrition things. It's the case with a right. lot of a lot of things regarding like anything controversial. Anything where you where there's a political motive to sway yeah. the argument one way or the it's other. It's so amazing how deep you have to dive to cross-reference stuff yeah. to really try and uh, assemble a truthful opinion. It's, it's, it's weird. so hard. So with all this stuff, like do you do the and you have all these people from Twitter and Google and stuff who are saying like what we did or Facebook that was horrible and yeah. we really kind of effed things up. Do they feel like they can also correct this problem? I don't know if you can put the bo- the cap on the bottle. I don't. Right. I don't know the if you can do that. Genie back in. I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if they know it either because they didn't think it was going to happen the first time. Like, remember, didn't. Jack Dorsey was uh, testifying. I think it was before Congress, and um, he was saying that twelve years ago when we created Twitter. We had no idea that this was going to be a, a situation that we had to anticipate. We no, no one ever saw this coming. And right. if you go back and yeah. see the early Twitter, when you would remember, you would do the at. It would always show your name uh-huh. in front of every tweet. Yeah. So it'd be like at Tom Papa is having pizza. Like right. you would say what you were doing. It was really weird. Uh-huh. Like how people would use Twitter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it, but it was like not political. It was just fun. Yeah. Like people just, like, no one knew what to do with it. And then somewhere along the line, people started figuring out how to get in arguments. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. We just always ruin everything. It could yeah. be so great. I remember when it first came out, it was like, wow, there would probably never have been slavery if there had been Twitter because people would have exposed it so early and it just seemed so hopeful. But, of course, all the scummy people get it and then just <laughs> well, ruin it. It makes people God. scummy, too. Because it, it makes people more polarized. It makes people yeah. more aggressive in um, reinforcing their idea what the truth is yeah. and trying to stop other people. And you're seeing so much suppression of other people's uh, opinions and expression today, which is so strange. Yeah, It's just it's one of the weirdest times ever to, to look at the way human beings communicate. Yeah. Because of the tension. We were talking about this earlier. We never really finished the thought. But you got Trump. Then you get the pandemic, and then you get the economic collapse. You have all these things happening. So people are, they're desperate, they're sad. And then you've got looting, and you've got the riots, and you, so you get racial tension. You've got violence. You've got this anti-police sentiment, which also leads to more instability in the streets, you, more instability in, in the cities, and less safety, and fear. Fear of, fear of uh Fear of police, fear of gangs, fear yeah. fear of Antifa, fear of white supremacists, fear of everything. It's uh-huh. like all this fucking fear. Yeah. And and then Unless you have people you arguing online. <laughs> yeah. 
really literally addicted people. Yeah. People who are addicts. Right, exactly. They're just as addicted as people who are gambling addicts, just as addicted to people that are sex addicts. They're addicted to Twitter. Yeah. And they're argue they're mentally ill people and they're constantly engaging in conflict. Right. And they're coming up on people's posts and you don't know that you're interacting with mentally ill people. Yeah. <laughs> or well, or people from other countries that are trying to incite it. Assume you're yeah. interacting with mentally ill unwell people because almost everyone yes. who's using it in that way is it in one way or another mentally ill or you put your phone in the drawer and you go to the park and all of a sudden everything you get calms shot. down and then there's no cops <laughs> because you wanted to defund the police <laughs> everything calms down and yeah. goes away well it should because you're not in you're not living in this weird reality yeah. you're just living in in real life and you're not participating in all of that. That's I, what's what we'd all hope for. The problem is there's so many people that are doing it. Yeah. Whether they're doing it on Facebook or Twitter or arguing, <laughs> what, whatever things they're arguing about, it's it's spilling out into the real world. Right. You're in the park being all zen, and all of a sudden a flash mob shows up that organized ah! on Twitter. And you're like, what the hell is happening what, here? What's happening? I was just all zen a minute ago. So one thing that I wanted to bring up, we talked about before the podcast, that I actually read a whole article about. Mm. We were talking about on the podcast whether or not Chris Cuomo was really lifting a 100-pound barbell. <laughs> now, I had completely forgot we even talked about this until I stumbled upon an article online about it. Uh -huh. And in the article, it actually referenced us talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> right. And uh, apparently- He wasn't. They think I'm quite stupid for believing that Chris Cuomo <laughs> really- had this 100-pound uh, barbell or dumbbell that he was lifting up. It looked very light. It did look very light. But So my thought was, how big is Chris Cuomo? Ah, so that's a good point. I thought he was bigger than he is. Uh -huh. So I, I Googled it. <laughs> yeah. He's only 182 pounds, uh -huh. which uh, it says he's 6'2", 182 pounds. I don't know if that's accurate. That's yeah. That that's probably... 6'2", 180? Then he, he, well, it's, he doesn't look be that a lean. thin guy. He doesn't but, look that but lean. But anyway, that well, that TV. makes him 20 pounds lighter than me. Okay. So very unlikely yeah. that he's carrying that dumbbell right th like that. So then I'm like, okay, I got to ask some people <laughs> who would actually know. So um, I I sought out some people online, and uh, one of them was uh, Rob Kearney. Uh -huh. He's been on the podcast before. He's uh, world's strongest gay. Oh, uh, yeah, I know that guy. He's awesome. I follow him. Love that dude. And uh, I think he won recently a pound for pound strongman title. I believe he's, it. He's not a big guy. He's a he's a so tank. Tank. <laughs> but he's only about five ten, maybe. Uh -huh. Um, but fucking gorilla strong. Yeah. So, um, so he says to me. Uh, so I say to him, "Have you ever seen the thing?" And he says, "I just watched the video." I think it's fake, LOL. He doesn't look to be bracing hard enough for it to be actually 100 pounds. Good point. He right. is kind of wishy-washy in mm -hmm. his seat. He's he's a real expert, right? So he's an actual strong man. So uh, I'm pretty convinced. So then I asked Robert Oberst, who's an all, also, and Robert is fucking enormous. Absolutely one of the strongest men in the world. He's a, a Goliath. Uh -huh. I mean, you sit next to him, 300 really? plus pounds. Oh, geez. So he says the picture looks possible because his elbow's up and stable, but the video where he's at his desk showing the weight off, he moves it around out at an angle that would be the smallest head of the top of the bicep taking all the weight, and it doesn't even phase him. 
said, if it's real, he's stronger than anyone I've ever seen use a dumbbell. Wow. I'd say it's a 40-pound weight with a 100 pounds written on it. <laughs> he said lots of insta-famous lifters have fake dumbbells and plates. Ah, so, two experts, Rob Kearney and Robert Oberst. Both of them call bullshit, so I refer to the, I defer to them. Wow, it does. When he's sitting in the chair at the yeah. desk, there, it yeah. looks very light. But I saw he's 182 pounds, and that might not be true. Because I bet if you Google what my weight is, they probably don't know what my weight is either. 100 pounds is a lot. But 182 pounds for a man who's six foot two is not a gorilla. Like Brendan no. Schaub. Okay, if Brendan Schaub was doing that, I'd go. I bet he could do that. Brendan yeah. Schaub, Bre Brendan Schaub is two hundred and seventy pounds, two hundred and sixty plus pounds. Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. Yeah, but even then, like it even just seems, seems light. It seems it's, like it, it, it wiggles. Light. Yeah, yeah. I obviously didn't look at it close enough, and I also I don't. I'm not a lifter in that sense. Like I don't. Right. I don't lift heavy weights. Uh huh. Like the heaviest shit I ever lift is like I might squat a couple of hundred pounds uh -huh. for reps, but most of the shit I do is kettlebells. Right. So I'm doing like the heaviest ones I do are like 90 pounds or maybe, and that's rare. Usually I use like a 70 pound kettlebell yeah. or 50 pound kettlebell depending upon the exercise. They're not heavy. Right. I'm doing like uh, functional movements that use your full body. Right. So I'm not in that lifting world. But if you wanted to talk to like. Um, You'd have to talk to like the like C.T. Fletcher. You'd have to talk to like those powerlifter dudes who really understand. Those are the ones that. So it's a little uncomfortable that I'm sitting right in front of you and I'm not in the list of people that you're asking because on no. my Peloton there are three and a half pound weights that sit on the back of the seat and flip and those once around. in a while you have to take those out and curl them. Sometimes two in one hand, mind you, and it is quite a workout. Okay, so he's 200 pounds. He says he went from 218 pounds to a pretty lean 200 pounds. He cut out, uh, said he cut out a bunch of bullshit, cut dairy and bad sugar, 2014, cut back booze. So he's 200 pounds. His body fat plummeted to 12%. Okay. So he's, well, he's, he's pretty dialed in on his stuff, though. Right. But he's, he's taller than me, and he's, uh, he's my weight. Uh -huh. He's not, there's no way he's handling that weight like that. I can't handle that weight like that. Can we see the video? I'm fucking jacked, son. Oh, man, I wish I didn't have my jacket on. I would be showing Show me what's you my up. biceps. Show me what's up. Son Roy Jones Jr. flexed his arm in that uh, chair. He has two of mine. <laughs> Does he really? On his left. It's crazy. Really? His left arm is so much bigger than his right because he's got like probably one of the best left hooks. Not probably. One of the best yeah. left hooks a human being's ever thrown. Oh, my God. So his left bicep is gigantic. <laughs> it's so much bigger than his right. He was joking around about it. But when he flexed, you're like, Jesus. Good Lord. Just, just like... Uh, alien head in there. Yeah, see, there it is. He does have shoulders. Yeah. Well, that move, when he does that. Well, that's not, that's kind of braced. That's 100 pounds, that's so heavy. Yeah. 100 so pounds is so that, heavy. This is, this is where I'm less, go back to that. When he's doing the little hammer curls, this yeah. is where I'm less likely to believe. This one right here, when he's doing that. He's not even straining. There's no strain at all in his back. Yeah. Everything looks too light. Yeah, it just doesn't. Look, no. again, I don't know shit. This is not my world. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I could show you a video of a guy, like the Bradley Martin, that dude off YouTube, right. doing he's like 120 pound dumbbells, and he's gorilla. struggling with right. those. Right, right, right of right, course. Right. Similar thing. And Bradley, he's 
He's a giant. Right. Who is? Bradley I'll Martin. Show, show Bradley Martin. Yeah, let me see Bradley, Bradley Martin, Martin takes girls. He puts like <laughs> weights on bars and then has girls hang on the bars and he fucking <laughs> presses them. I love that. He's move. enormous. He's a, a YouTube famous lifter. Right. But all complete like this. He's, he's cleaning and pressing a girl. <laughs> but but the dude is like what is he like six three, six four? Yeah, he's two seventy easy. Oh my god, enormous. He's Look a huge man. He's he's a huge, legitimately huge man. Yeah. He's so gigantic. if he's struggling, there's a video of him on there with hundred pound dumbbells. Well, I get my feeling. Look at that Look one. Look at that bar. Look bending. at that when he's when he's doing deadlifts. Oh my like, god. The size of this motherfucker. I mean, so much weight on the bar that but the, you look at him and you go, oh okay, fake. oh that shit's real as fuck. As people always say, it's fake. So. <laughs> look at the bar bending. This guy doesn't have to fake anything. Listen, there ain't no faking going on right there. That's Good you look Lord. at the way that weight is moving. When you see the size <laughs> of him too, he's it all makes sense. But his tricep doesn't wiggle when he points <laughs> at something like my. <laughs> But that's, it's nice that I get asked, like, everybody's, you know, you wonder about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. and you look at them doing that, like, is that real? And then you ask experts, and the experts are like, uh-uh. That is pretty great. Like, Oberst and Rob Kearney, yeah. those motherfuckers know. Yeah, that's, so. that's pretty badass. But what, what kind of a person would fake a weight? Do you think people give him fake weights? Imagine if they wanted you to look like a moron. Like, hey, move this weight around. You're like, what is that, 100 pounds? You're like, hey, take a video of this. Show his everybody how strong I am. His assistant was trying maybe to get brownie even, points. Right, maybe he doesn't maybe even know. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> his assistants are just doing it to make him feel good. There was a guy who was, uh, I don't know, he's like a royal, uh, some royal guy or something. Yeah. But he would uh, play pool with guys. <laughs> and they would pay the guys to lose, and so he would. This guy would enter into uh, pool tournaments. Yeah, and and like, and, and he all, was okay. Yeah, he was a decent player, but guys would like blow shots on purpose. Like you could tell, like someone uh, had he's paid just them walking off. Around thinking he, he Kim Jong Il thought he was the shit. <laughs> he's the, the world greatest basketball yeah. player. Odd, <laughs> odd man. So weird. But apparently, he's this is one of the things that Rob Kearney was telling me is that there is a whole culture. I'll pull up the dude's name. There's a whole culture of people online mm. who do this with fake weights, and that's probably why uh, he was uh, talking about that. Right? Yeah, is it real like or fake? fake followers and fake weights, yeah. and people just trying to get some cred online. So this this is the guy, Brad Castleberry. Okay, I know who that. I follow him. I know who he is. I I've seen him get called out for the fake weight thing. I, yes. I don't know how. Oh really? It is because he's a he's a monster as well right exactly uh, he's a, a monster picture. as well he's a monster and he's still <clears throat> yeah he's huge but Jeez, apparently look at those legs yes but apparently people have asked him to do now this is according to my friends in the powerlifting world apparently <laughs> people have asked him to to show up at meets and uh -huh. do this stuff why am i seeing his butt cheeks oh uh, I'm not, he's in his underpants not comfortable with that <laughs> why is he in his underpants? so not necessary one. so not necessary for him to world, show that while he's world, squatting. World's strongest almost gay. He's, <laughs> world's, world's strongest curious. Yeah. Rob needs to show him the way. Rob's a married man. He's not interested in your butt cheeks, sir. Put him back. But, Put him uh, away. There, that's a, a real problem in that world, apparently, is like people who fake weights. Which is real weird. People are so shitty. They tell they fake everything. They fake how many followers they have. They fake how much weights they've be got. Video, I think. Yeah, I know someone who fake followers. <clears throat> yeah. This is him lifting? I think so. How to so, spot fake weights. Why? How can they spot it? What, is they, what are they saying? How do you know that's fake? I guess they're saying how he held it, which, mm. I mean, maybe, like, oh, I don't know. 
I know the powerlifters get deep into this too because of what you're saying. They're so competitive. So what do you think they do? They put like one fake one, one real one, one fake one, one real one, like stack them or something yeah, like that. Right. They and, want some resistance. And here's the other question: That looks like a public gym. So how are you getting them fake weights into that gym? You're not. That's like, the thing. I followed him online own, for a while. Yeah, I've seen people call him out. Who for years? Brad Castleberry. <clears throat> Because he's, he's like always been at like a 24-hour fitness. So I guess mm. he's bringing in stacks of fake plates because people yeah. would, would see right. that and you just take a picture of them. Yeah, exactly. That, that that would spread. It's just such a weird world, the world of how much can you lift. Yeah, well, they're so into it, right? Well, it's, These guys aren't learning Italian. See, that looks real, man. Look at that <laughs> bar bending. That's fake? They're saying that's fake? I, I, this video is about how to spot it, so like we're not oh, listening right, to what right, they're we're saying. Not right. Yeah. They might be saying that's legit. It's a weird word. I don't know how much I can lift. How about that? You Someone don't? says, how much do you bench? I don't bench. I, I just don't say bench 250. It's a good move. <laughs> Scare people off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember on. when Never I take was... your jacket off. Yeah, that's why off. I wear the jacket. I don't want to intimidate people. You don't want anybody to know. Yeah, um, it's remember a weird when you world. sent me a picture of a fat comedian and you said, don't end up like this? No. Did I? Did I do that? Yeah. How fat was he? He was pretty porky. I won't name him. <laughs> Did he have a shirt off on stage? And I must have been like at a teetering <clears throat> teetering weight at the time. Oh, were we discussing weight loss? Is that what it maybe was? Maybe a little. I was trying to encourage you by fat shaming you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sending you lean elk It worked. Yeah. Listen, um, I have food for you back in LA, but I got to get you in touch with my security guy. He'll get you into the studio and okay. give you some elk meat. It's the only meat I eat. Yeah, because I'm going to have to... I, well, I got one this year already. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to ship some of that meat back out here soon. Oh, man. So, so get a cooler. Do you, okay. a, do you have a, a freezer at your house? No, I just have this tiny fridge in the garage. Maybe I should get a freezer. If you get a commercial freezer, I could fill it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm the only one that eats meat in my house. Really? So sad. It's me and the dog. That's why you're the man. That's right. That's why you dominate. Are they all tired and sleepy all the time? Yes, they're in their anemic. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> no joke. Really? Yes. That's sad. Yes. They won't eat meat? And it's so like the... <laughs> no. Do they won't? Do they not eat meat for health reasons? Because obviously that's not working. Or is it a <laughs> It was a animal, moral thing? Animal sympathy, empathy. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just love the animals and, and show my wife of taught my daughters the same. What happens to elk if you don't eat them? If, what happens to them? Yeah. yeah. Wolves eat them. They're not Bears opposed. eat them. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. And it's funny because... What are you saying? They're not opposed to... They're not opposed to the dog eating meat. <laughs> well, that's good. You don't want the dog to die. Like, like they they literally <laughs> ask, like, is there any meat around? Because like, I'll make it, and like I'll make a steak, and then there's always some left over. And, <laughs> and she's like encouraging it now because the dog showed up in our life and right. and she eats meat. So dude, they go crazy. You ever see feed your love dog it. liver? Oh, that is one of the best things. You should feed your dog liver. Oh yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> Marshall, my dog Marshall, who you'll meet later today, is the sweetest dog the world's ever known. Yeah, loves everybody, but yeah. the wolf in him comes out when he smells liver. <laughs> oh really? Like he has this like wild eyed look, <laughs> and you feed him liver, he's like twitchy. Like wow. getting pieces of liver, he's like, because it's so packed with it's something iron and in his DNA understands yeah. that liver is like the number one thing. It's, that's the best thing to get. That's so great. When, when a wolf my dog kills now... an alpha, the alpha eats the liver. Oh really? Yeah, it's the prize. Is. That's Marshall with a little bird. I found him. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. I was calling him, and he wasn't paying attention. And I see him staring out the window. <laughs> And there's a little bird that I think I think the bird flew into the window. Oh, uh, it was hurt. Conked himself. Yeah. 
And so the bird's just sitting there, and Marshall's just tweaking hard, oh, man. staring at this bird. But he eventually, the little bird, he eventually flew off. But Marshall, just who's instinct, like, man. Yeah. My my sister has uh, has two dogs, two hounds, and uh, she's had a chicken coop forever. And the chicken in there is like twelve years old, like an old Whoa. chicken. That's old. Yeah, and she still was producing eggs, kind of. You know, it's just part of the family in a way. It's just been there forever. The and the dog. dogs, and somehow someone left something open, mm. and those hounds ripped her apart. Yep. Just lived with it like for years no problem no nothing as soon as they had the opportunity they can't help themselves they could not help themselves my dog johnny actually broke through the chicken coop he figured out a way to get inside the chicken <sighs> coop and he went on a rampage oh and he killed like yeah. eight, eight or nine of them i forget oh my god by the time i got to him there's just bodies all over the place oh but i had brutal. at that time i think i had 20 plus chickens so there were so many chickens for him to kill Shit. It took a while for me to figure out what was going on. My wife screamed out, "Why is Johnny in the chicken coop?" I'm like, "Fuck!" And I ran out there and grabbed him. Oh man! Them? Or like, is it just uh, they kill don't? Thing, they right? just yeah, kill he, him. He's yeah. well fed. That's what I thought. Yeah, like, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> it was just for shits and giggles. Just, yeah, just yeah. have a good time. Terriers killing the rats. <clears throat> well, did I tell you the whole story about him where he was talked into killing chickens by a coyote? <laughs> talked into it yeah man they had to sit down in the bar there's a there's a thing that happens with coyotes that's really amazing they're clever mm-hmm. they're clever in a very specific way uh-huh. and this is what was happening my my chickens when female chickens don't have a rooster they lay eggs but the eggs never become baby chicks right uh-huh. so this is what people don't know that are vegetarians like you can eat eggs guilt-free because eggs will never become a chicken. Right. Like like people want to look at it like you're doing some harm to the chicken. Right, right, but right. But if you have pets, chickens as pets, and you just let them free range, they run around, they eat bugs, they eat grass, they eat all these different things. They give you this incredibly nutritious eggs, and the, you don't have to worry. Like there's no bad karma. No one's getting right. hurt. They're just popping out eggs. But every now and then, the chicken will decide that this egg is going to it's going to hatch, and they'll molt. And I think it's called brooding. That's uh-huh. what it's called. And they'll start picking their feathers off their body so that they can have skin on the egg, and they won't get off that egg. And you come near them, they peck at you. They want to preserve that egg because they, in their head, they're confused as to why they're not having chicks right their little dinosaur brain uh, so so but, i had to take them and i would separate them from the other chicks uh, and you had to put them in a smaller container where they couldn't sit on the thing so you had to put a perch so right. when you put them in a container with a perch then their legs clutch on the perch and they sit there in a smaller chicken coop uh-huh and then they would eventually get over it. And then you could let them back in. They would act normal again. Wow. But otherwise, they would damage themselves. They'd peck at themselves. And it was real weird. Yeah, that is weird. When you so, say they decide, does that mean that the all eggs could and they just pick this one out? Or no, 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 no. They have a feeling like this no, one no, is no, going no, to have it. No, no. They, no eggs can ever become a chick. Gotcha, gotcha. The only way an egg can be a chick is if there's a rooster. Gotcha. So if these chickens, these female chickens, which, by the way, I didn't know until I was 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes I thought 50. That they, I thought they just fucking had an egg and the egg became a chick and you were eating it before it became a chick. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. I was, That's why I, you get a feather in it I once in a while. I <laughs> put zero thought into it um, until 
we had chickens and then we realized that there's this brooding thing where they have to hold on to the per so yeah. you have to basically take them if you don't do it they'll go through a full cycle like 30 days of brooding and they won't lay any other eggs and it's like uh, they, they get real weird right right but they also they they damage themselves they pluck all their feathers out and shit but if you take them and you put them in this small container for a number of days, like I, I forget how many days it is, they'll eventually get over it and then they act normal again. So we did that and then I put this smaller container on the outside of the larger chicken coop, uh -huh. right? Because it, for whatever reason, I didn't bring it inside. I just put it outside of there. Uh -huh. The coyote became friends with Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is a mastiff, and he's uh -huh. a fucking tank. Right. He's, you know, 140 pounds, head like a fire hydrant, <laughs> dumb as shit, right? And <laughs> yeah. the coyote was super clever, and the coyote was his friend. So the coyote would hop the fence and hang out with him. And he had decided, because the coyote was way too small uh -huh. to eat him. It's yeah. like, the coyote's only probably 35 pounds. Sure. So, but the coyote got him convinced that they're buddies. So the coyote would come visit, and Johnny would see it outside the fence, like, hello. And so one day, somebody left the gate open, where in my the way the house was set up, uh -huh. the, the, the dog could stay on one side, and the chicken coop was on the other side, so I didn't have to worry about him, because he's so strong. He could yeah. literally go through the chicken coop, uh -huh. which he eventually did. He pulled the chicken wire apart oh, God. and just slaughtered in there. Oh. But before he did that, the coyote convinced him to go to the box where that one chicken was and knock it over. <laughs> so I am sitting there, and uh, we were playing games. We were playing, like, Sorry or something with my family. Uh -huh. And uh, I look out the window, <laughs> and I see this fucking coyote with a chicken in its mouth running across my yard and bounces over my fence like it doesn't exist. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you, you can't believe how graceful they are. I know. Six-foot fence, just like this. Bing! Bing bong, yep. gone with a chicken in Effortless. his mouth. I'm running out chasing him. You motherfucker! And then I go over and I'm like, "How did he get the chicken?" And then I go over to where the chicken coop is, and somebody had let Johnny over that side, and he's destroyed the chicken coop, Jeez. the small coop. And he's just looking at me like, "Hey, man, hey, what's man. up?" Coyote I'm like, said "What it was the cool. fuck did you do?" And then what? I I realized, oh my god, the coyote tricked him into knocking this thing over, and then it stole the chicken because it was hanging out with him. The coyote told me you'd want me to knock it he over. He wasn't barking <laughs> at the coyote. He wasn't acting like the coyote was an intruder. In his mind, the coyote was like my other dog. It was like his friend. Right, right. They were buddies. Let's do this. Come on, it'll be cool. Exactly. Like, he didn't even know what it was. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You want me to knock that over? I'll knock that over. Boom. And Joe said I should do it? shatters okay. his box, and the coyote's like, thanks, sucker. Boing! Uh, it just bounces over the fence. Smart. But I was, I mean, I spent the rest of the day going like, "What did it do? Yeah. How did did it know uh -huh. that he could do that? Right. Like, how did it probably, was it, or did it just think maybe we'll work together and we can do it? Did it know? Look how big that thing is. I think that thing could probably break this. Did it understand? Yeah, it does. It sizes it. My wife was walking. We have a new dog in the house. We have a pug named Frank. Oh. New addition to the house. When did you get Frank? Um, like four weeks ago. I uh, rescued it. My daughter, my one daughter went to school and my other daughter replaced her with a pug. And my wife is walking the black lab, Bella, and Frank the pug. And she's just walking them, you know, on the sidewalk. And she ran into a coyote in the middle of the street. Coyote, pretty big one. And she said she was making noise, trying to get it off. And she said he wasn't moving. He was just watch. He was like sizing up, kind of what you're saying. 
Yeah. Looking at Frank, this little edible pug, but seeing my wife in this black lab, and he, she said he was just trying to figure out what he could do. How to, yeah, what could he do? And my wife was making a lot of noise, trying to push him away. Oh, look eventually, at him. he went. Here's your little pug. Oh yeah, there's Frank. Give me that little face. It's a great name for a he's pug. He's adorable. Yeah, he's pretty great. They're not that bright. Yeah, well, they eat those things all day long. Yeah. Coyotes snatch those up from yards all day long. It's a fun dog name to be like, come on, Frank. I had it's a like you're talking Frank to a Sinatra. guy from the 50s. You had a Frank Sinatra? Yeah, I had Frank Sinatra, Johnny Cash. <laughs> Isn't um, Frank great? Talking yeah. to Frank is great. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, what are you doing, Come on, Frank? Frank? Frank, 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 not in the office. He looks like a Frank. Frank. <laughs> We've never had a pug before. Oh, really? They're cute dogs. Look yeah. at that little face. Look at that face. Look at them. Hilarious. They're not that bright. Got to keep them away from fucking coyotes, man. Yeah. The coyotes <clears throat> is gonna are gonna come and take it. Maria Bamford, uh, great comedian. She, great comedian. Great comedian. She adopts pugs. She has like five at a time oh, and only adopts them like at 10 years old, really? like the end of their life when people aren't caring for them. It's how big hearted, how big hearted <clears throat> she is. She brings them in and cares for them to the end of their life. Whitney has about 100 dogs at her fucking house. Does she really? She's always got dogs. She's always adopting. She just sent me pictures. Look at this new what? dog I got. I'm like, bitch, how many dogs do you have? I went to her house. I did a backyard stand-up thing. People, me and Tim Dillon. People were criticizing her for that backyard stand-up show. She tested everybody. Oh, please. They're all comics. Everybody wore masks. Yeah, and she totally people safe. were like, "You're putting people at risk." Oh, snooze fest. Pro- professional comedians were saying that. What? Yes. Which ones? You know, ones with money that Better. don't worry about making a living. Oh, that God. don't want anybody to do any dates at all, even if it's just fun. Oh, shut your trap. Oh, it's so gross. Shut the, your trap. This whole risk shaming thing. Oh my God! You know? Exactly. Like, exactly. People at risk. That was another oh. thing in the article. Sorry to go way back to the pandemic. Another thing that uh, countries that have done things well, they don't shame people into their actions. Mm. If you give them the information and let them act on their own. It, well, you got to take Twitter away. If you shame them and, and yell at them and we're better than you and you tell them what to do and you're going to shame the shit out of them, then they'll rebel. You make Trumpers. Right. You'll rebel. You're like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's human nature, man. That's what oh, you, please. That's what Those people, people are gross. Let people go perform. I went and performed in uh, in uh, Portland. Is anybody giving you any grief for doing shows? No. Wait till after the show. They will. Oh, F them. They're coming for you. <laughs> They're coming for you. Yeah. Talk to me about the waitresses that were almost losing their apartments and yeah. are back at work. Sure. Talk to me about the people that are subsiding their... Uh, uh, anxiety by yeah. going finally getting out of the house and hearing comedians. Listen, I'm with you. Stuff. I think you should be able to take risks. We are almost seven months into this thing. Yeah. And the idea that you're supposed to stay home until there's a cure is fucking insane. It's insane. It's not, it's untenable. It doesn't make any sense. And obviously, it's nego- you, you can navigate it. You can navigate these waters. You, you can. You do it safely. You wear a mask. You take care of your health. You take vitamin D, zinc, and vitamin C. Drink a lot of water. Get a lot of rest. And, and whatever's good for get you. Get tested. If you're vulnerable and you don't want to go, you don't go. But if uh, if the ma- if the governor of that state says it's okay, and the mayor says it's okay, and the club owner is doing all the right things, and the staff is there, and the people show up, we've all decided as a collective that this is okay for we're us. We're adults. And right. If we're out there bungee jumping or riding bulls or any other dangerous activities, That's right. we should be able to do that. And the other argument, right. the argument against that, of course, is that you're going to transmit it to someone else. Don't fucking do that. Okay. If you get yourself tested. 
If you have That's a right. vulnerable person in your household, don't do anything risky. That's right. But you can be tested now. It is possible. You can find out. A hundred percent. And Trump kicked it, and he's fat, and he's 74. <laughs> need to get on the same shit they put The Rock on yeah. when he was doing Fast oh. and the Furious. <laughs> can you imagine? Run through stuff? walls. The Rock got COVID, <sighs> and he was on. One of the most difficult things me and my family have ever been through. Meanwhile, you're like, come on, son. Come on. You look great. I've been watching your Instagram the whole time. Yeah, exactly. You never even coughed. You didn't even flinch. You didn't even cough. You never stopped posting. <laughs> yeah. One of the most difficult things my family and I have ever done. And I, I'm a giant rock fan. I oh, fucking man. love that guy. He is jacked. Holy He's cow. He's so inspirational. He's always getting after it. If you're lazy, there's three people you need to go look at. Cameron Haynes. David Goggins and The Rock. Go pay yeah. attention to those. They will get you off your fucking lazy ass. They sure will. And people think, the- oh, that's frivolous. Like, listen, it's not. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> mental strength is an important thing to have. Yeah. And it's something that you can you you can you can grow. Mm-hmm. You can you can cultivate it. Yeah. It's it's a thing that you see in other people, you admire it. And a lot of people, they like to pretend they don't admire it because they don't have it in themselves, and so they try to dismiss it. It's inspiring. But those people, Goggins and Cam Haynes and The Rock, people that are constantly, Kevin Hart is another one too, constantly hustling, always getting after it. Always moving. Those people are very valuable to humanity. Oh, God, They yeah. really are. And God, yeah. There's, but people who are, they consider themselves in intellectuals or at least intelligent or artists or whatever they look at those people as like they're doing something frivolous and that like maybe perhaps my support of it is just reinforcing the the meathead part of me that oh, i enjoy which is true I, i'm a meathead it's a fact <laughs> well that's getting true around it. but getting around it i'm a meathead but you I inspire like muscle a lot of cars <laughs> i like bow hunting i like meathead type shit <laughs> right. okay but i also like to read yeah and i also like intelligent things i like interesting discussions but and you get motivated to work really the hard. The mind is the hard part. The, getting your mind to force your body to do things. Yeah. When your mind starts concocting all these excuses and starts coming up with all these different ways why you don't have to do it's that. Very clever. It's a sneaky bitch, your really mind. Really clever. And you got to conquer it. You got to conquer your inner bitch. Yeah. You got you to gotta figure out a way to tell that motherfucker to shut up and you start working. Yeah. And once you start sweating and things start moving along... You, you you get you, you get, get a sense of satisfaction. That's right, exactly. You had uh you had one post. Literally, I saw it as I was uh, doing a pour over coffee in the morning before my radio show, and you said something like, "My inner bitch wanted me to go and just have coffee and skip mm. the workout." And I was sitting there like literally making the coffee. <laughs> I did. That was a hard day. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's hard. You man. gotta. My for me, and uh, I always feel silly talking about working out in front of you anyway, but. Uh, as long as I know when I'm doing it in the day, if it's going to be right after the radio show, as soon as I turn it off and I go on, like I just have to know. Just I have the schedule. Yeah, yeah, can't have it loose. Like sometime in the afternoon does yes, not work. Yes, yes, I have to know exactly. That's when. how I am with writing as well. Yeah, I have to have my writing. Ooh. I have to know I'm writing today at 3 p.m. I will show up. I will flip open that laptop. I will yeah. fucking fire it up. That's right. Yeah, and and all you have to do is show up. Exactly. Just show up. There's this great book on writing rituals, all these different writers, and they tell you it's just what each author did. And, and some painters. Um, something rituals. Phil, you told me about this before. I think I have. I should just, I'll get you a copy. Okay. That'll, that'll be my mission. It's so great. Just you keep it at your end table just to kind of like pop it open and just mm. see how these people, just that they, some of them are really decadent, some of them are really 
puritanical, but they had it. Well, the best one they is Hunter knew S. What Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson, there was a beardy man, took me and Fitzsimmons uh-huh. reading Hunter S. Thompson's ritual and put it into music. Oh, really? made a song. Do you think we can play that? Are you allowed? I wonder if we can play that because I'm in it. I mean, I gave him the rights to use it. Uh-huh. What do you think happens there? It's kind of an interesting experiment. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> It's it's weird, like what you can get away with yeah. and what you can't get away with. Man. Who owns it? Who's the who's? It's not me. I, I certainly don't own it, but I let him use our voice. But it's me and Fitzsimmons reading Hunter S. Thompson's schedule. Like he had a writer come visit him, ah. and the writer like observed what he did in the day. And was his ritual? He yeah, would do yeah, it every day. Yeah, play this. All right, here's here's his daily routine. Three p.m. Rise. Three o five. Shivas regal with morning papers. Smokes Dunhills. Three forty five. <laughs> cocaine. 3.50, another glass of Shivas, another Dunhill. 4.05, p.m., by the way, first cup of coffee and a Dunhill. 4.15, <laughs> cocaine. 4.16, orange juice and another Dunhill. 4.30, cocaine. 4.54, cocaine. 5.05, cocaine. 5.11, coffee, Dunhills. 5.30, get more ice in the Shivas. Cocaine at 5.45, 6 o'clock, smoking grass, take the edge off the day. 7 p.m. The day, three yeah. hours into it. Three hours in, lit. 7.05, Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Uh, Heineken, uh, two margaritas, coleslaw, a taco salad, double order of fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine. And for the rest of the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice, which is poured over four jiggers of shivas. Okay, so the snow cone is oh shivas. Okay, 9 p.m., start snorting cocaine seriously. <laughs> 10 p.m., drops acid. 11, 11 p.m., chartreuse, I don't know what that is, cocaine and grass. 11.30, cocaine, etc., etc. 12, midnight, Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. <laughs> That's when he sits down to write. 12.05 to 6 a.m., he writes. Chartreuse, cocaine, grass, shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. <laughs> 6 a.m. In the hot tub with champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. 8 a.m. Halcyon, just sleeping pill. 8.20, sleep. Oh, my God. I what can't believe he shot animal. himself. I can't what believe. What a fucking animal. <laughs> well, he's in serious pain. He had hip replacements. Oh and he was all God. fucked up. Man, oh yeah, man! You can only that's a that's I can't call that throw, a ritual. You can only throw that much sand into the engine. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Where the block seizes, it's up. gonna seize. <laughs> it was sad towards the end of his life oh, because he couldn't man. talk. Like, um, yeah. there's a, a a famous interview with him on Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and he had lost his ability to communicate. Like, uh, where's I was? Sorry, sorry, the worst. He would just was so. Compromised Done. by alcohol and Done. drugs, his his he couldn't talk anymore. That is the worst. That really is bad. It's uh, there was I was looking at this um, this video of uh, David Lynch talking about TM. You know, I'm into transcendental TM. meditation. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about uh, that the people that are in pain that are drinking like that and taking the drugs, artists that are doing that stuff that that ends up killing the art and that if you can find something else for your brain that gets you away from those things you you'll be able to create but that all of those drug fueled uh alcohol fueled artistic endeavors and artistic lives all just burn out they they, mm. they they just you've uh you've killed it you've you've killed the part of your 
that's going to be able to create. And it's true. All those stories don't end in a way. Stan Hope's still kicking. Is he? Mm-hmm. Doing great. Yeah. Tell David Lynch to suck it. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Honestly, I think there's, that's a generalization. Cause I think, it's a pretty... I think that uh, drugs and alcohol can be tools. I think the problem is... In short the, bursts. The inclination that people have to excess and is often what leads them astray. It's like uh-huh. this, this inclination to just keep boozing and keep drugging, and year after year, day after day, eventually your body falls apart. Right. This is why I'm doing Sober October. Yeah, it's how's nice. it going? It's nice. You feel like good? It. I'm fucking sore. You're all by yourself. <sighs> I know no one's, no one's doing it You're all alone. <laughs> but I'm sore. I've been working out. I decided to work out every day for the whole month. Oh, really? See what that's like. Yeah. Oh, wow. What's it's, your normal schedule? I take days off. Yeah. Normally, I take a couple of days off a week. Right. But I've just been forcing myself to do what I would call active recovery, so I mix it up. So, like, days... I just do different things on different days, and mm-hmm. just I'm just trying to keep it going. One of the things I've become real obsessed with is this thing called the Rogue Echo Bike. Uh-huh. You know what that is? No. You know what an Airdyne bike is? Yeah. You do your, your handles, and then you, you basically... It's wind resistance. Yeah, that big it's wheel. It's a fan. Yeah. Uh, this is like the most brutal version of that. Oh yeah, it's a really rugged, tough piece of equipment, and um, I've I've become obsessed with seeing how much I can do on it. It's really weird. Like I started doing these Tabata rounds. I would do like four rounds. Uh-huh. Four rounds are uh, you do eight Tabatas, which is twenty seconds of sprinting followed by ten seconds of rest, and you do that for a cycle of eight. Like you do that eight times. How long? How far? It takes four minutes to do eight times. No, how far is the sprint? No, it does just time. Oh, you're time. just doing time because gotcha, you're not gotcha. going anywhere. Oh, you're on right? the bike. I'm sorry. You're on yeah. the bike. Pay I attention. I, I, you're I, not I, even I, listening I, to me. I'm on drugs. So you're you do that. It takes four minutes, and I would do that. I started off doing it. I would just do it like four times, which is uh, sixteen minutes. Uh-huh. Sixteen minutes of like sprinting, which is hard. It's difficult. Yeah. And then I moved it up to eight, and then I moved it up to ten. And then I moved it up to 13. So now I'm basically at 52 minutes of sprinting and resting, sprinting and resting. And it's done. It's amazing for my cardio. Yeah. But you you just rest and recover. And then I I have this day of dread where I know today I'm doing the Airdyne bike. Right. And then I start (laughs) fucking with my head and I start saying, okay, pussy, today you're going to do 15. You're going to do 15 sets. Each one is four minutes long. Ready, go. And once you get through one, yeah. you go, okay, 13 more to go, 14 more to go, you know, yeah. 13, 12, 11, and you just keep going. And then when you get to seven, you feel the finish line coming. Uh-huh. And then you get to six and to five, and you're fucking, dr- I'm drenched with sweat, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking liquid IV in these big two liter bottles, and I'm chugging it. Jeez. <laughs> I've become crazy with it's just this. the starting that's the hard part it's the dread yeah it's the dread yeah i, I, I try to find ways to avoid doing this because i'm, I'm doing it three days a week sprinting on this thing that's amazing good and, for you but my quads my legs are getting big it's mine are getting big too what are you doing getting fat peloton oh sorry what do i look fat? no 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 you look great uh i hit Peloton's a six, awesome. i hit a 61 week streak you did it 61 peloton. weeks in a row i'm at 61 nice. weeks i'm still alive that's amazing. It's good. How many days a week are you doing it? Three. And when you do it, are you following the same course? No. Or do you have like different instructors? You follow their workouts? I've got this great... I only like one instructor. <laughs> I love this guy, Matt Wilpers. 
who's he's not partying on the bike. There's a lot of you know everyone has their different soul cycle kind of a right. You know, girls flirting and I, Wilpers is like a coach. He's like just dialed in hardcore. Just like, he's like yeah, he's like a high school coach kind of a thing, and uh, he's just all about you know hitting these zones and doing the stuff and and but he keeps coming out with new ones Mm. so like every week there's he drops like you know a 60 minute or a 45 minute and uh just it just keeps you keeps me motivated it keeps me in and it has music so you're going along to the music music and he's coaching you and and he's coaching he's like telling you crank it up let it go all that stuff right exactly Mm. exactly hit peloton's awesome they they also have a treadmill now too right yeah yeah there was a place that we, when we were working in Phoenix once, and we went to this gym, we were doing stand-up in Phoenix, and we went to this gym during the day, and they had these cardio machines that were exactly what I always wanted. I said, why can't someone come up with a cardio machine where as you're running, you're doing like a video game? And so uh-huh. like, so you had like fire <laughs> in your left hand, and I think what you did with your right hand, yeah. but it was like an elliptical machine, and you the only way you went forward is yeah. by doing this. So you have a screen in front <laughs> of you, cool. and you were shooting, pew, 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 and then you would turn it, pew, 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 and you were, you were actually- Who are you shooting? I forget what you were shooting Nazis? at. I think, I think you were in a tank, uh-huh. and you were shooting at like other objects. It wasn't cool. It wasn't so sophisticated where you had like, there was there's a thing that they're doing where they, I know there was a concept at least where they had VR goggles and you had um, this uh, omnidirectional treadmill. Uh-huh. So you'd be harnessed by the waist and the omnidirectional treadmill would go in any, any way. Uh-huh. And so you would run left and run right and you'd shoot at this and shoot at that. But you'd actually be getting exercise in because yeah, you're on yeah. this self propelled omnidirectional treadmill. Cool. Have you, ever, you ever used a self propelled treadmill? No. Dude. No. We have this thing Just called the, the Air ones. Runner at the old studio mm-hmm. and I, I miss it. It's amazing. Really? It's 15% harder than regular running because it's at this little slope and you're pulling to get it to go. And as you get it to go, like you're keeping up this pace, it's it's very difficult. Wow. It's really it's good like, though. Like running on the beach. Um, like in the sand. Running on the beach is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's not quite the same as that, but it's really good. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, it's if you could have something like that where it's difficult to do, but also fun. Yeah. Like you, you put on these goggles and you're doing Halo or something, or right. you're in Quake. Yeah. You know, and you're running down the hallway and shooting at things. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what a be workout cool. you would get. That'd be really cool. Yeah. If you get it behind you and have like someone's coming up behind yeah. you, you got to outrun them. <laughs> because think about how many people get addicted to video games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Video games are extremely addictive. Sure. If you can get addicted to something that actually gives you cardio, where you're running four or five hours in a day. Yeah, that'd be great. So the only way you can get good at this game is by drinking a lot of water, taking vitamins, eating clean. Yeah, like, come on. Yes. Let's do it. Let's make it. Well, they, I think they're really close to doing you've, something like that. You've tried that game, uh, Beat Saber, where you're swinging the yes. sticks. Yes. When you John have, Carmack was right. a, a wizard of that when shit. When you have that ramped up, uh, granted, maybe if you made those weighted, so you're actually it's not weightless mm-hmm. in your hand. Yeah. I've played that for like an hour. You get pretty sweaty if you're doing good. Like if oh, yeah. you're not fucking up every thirty seconds. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember when Having we stop. we put that boxing game on and I was I was whacking all these opponents <laughs> and. Uh, I, I was getting tired. Yeah. I was like, this is a good workout. <laughs> I get tired during Dance Dance Revolution. Because if you actually know how to box a little, you could fuck those guys up. You're right. So those guys <laughs> would come at me and be like, pop, pop. And I would duck under it. But, but you're actually, Man. you're moving. And when you get hit, you, the, the the light flashes. Like how you got cool hit. is that? It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like if you could dial that in and be like, go against Tyson or go against. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
go against Ali. Like that would. Be they will definitely have that someday. Frazier coming at you. The thing would be cool is if you could actually hit something. Yeah. You know, if you actually had like a thing in front of you that you would hit, yeah, like a heavy bag. Right, because right now it's not that way. Right now it's just air, so you're just swinging in air. Right. And when you, it's like poop, poop, like when you when you if hit you had it, the it goggles on right. and a heavy bag in front of you, you might hurt and yourself. You see it, and poof, poof, poof. you might hurt yourself. The problem with that is like if you if you swung and you thought that the bag was here, but the bag is right here, you might like hurt your wrist or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. It really depends on. I don't, maybe it's possible. Maybe it could be like a really spongy bag. Yeah. Like a like a light water bag. Mm-hmm. Like they have water. Have you ever, ever hit a water bag? No. They're really good because they don't. There there's weight to them, but they don't have the same. Imp- like sometimes people have a problem with actual heavy bags because the impact is so jarring yeah. on your joints. If you hit hard, especially uh-huh. like like Roy Jones was here yesterday and he was talking about it. He hits these little paddles, and instead of like regular mitts uh-huh. because he hits so hard like he doesn't want to hurt his hands so he's like bah, bah, whap, whap. and so he's just whipping into these paddles and the wow. paddles offer very little resistance they just make this slap right just for the quickness of it yes yes right. so if you could have something like that maybe right or it was like it, you hit it but it doesn't it's not hurting you it's got it like like it just seems like the fun part of it of like you being able to go against legends, yeah, you know, like you that. Go. That's got to be a someone, thing. Oh, someone's someone already done it. Someone making this on their own. I just found this is, uh, oh, this is a test that. they made. Uh huh. Oh, so it shows you the spots to hit. Yeah. That oh, that's would be cool. What you would want, right? Yes, right. that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Does that yeah. bag look like it's set up right? Well, like, the bag is actually virtual, right? So like, there's a virtual bag, but then a physical bag. So the virtual bag, what what the goggles are doing is picking up on the actual position of the real bag. So when you're hitting it, even with these fake gloves, the distance is correct. So if you're seeing the way this guy, look at the, the video, the way this, oh, now he's hit, punching the wall? Oh, he's, that's a Makawara. But he, so there he's just doing that for reflexes. Go back to the back yeah. part, though. Let me see the back part again. Now, if you can make that square. But see how he's hitting it? Like, he knows Joe where Frazier. the bag is. He's, he's hitting it in the correct distance. So it's, it's showing him accurately where the bag is so as he moves forward. It's it's representing where the bag is. Uh, Pretty dope. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah. It's gonna come, right? I mean, that would yeah, come yeah. up. Be yeah. able to run like against Carl Lewis. Wow. <laughs> that would be pretty cool I don't stuff. Know about all that. Come on, man, make it a little fun. Yeah, but the Peloton for my for my thing has been it's been good. Yeah, yeah. But if they could combine something like, see if they can find that omnidirectional treadmill plus VR game. Because mm-hmm. there was a thing that they were doing. I don't remember what the game was. They were working on it. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in beta. Yeah. And they were just trying to figure out how to do it. But they wanted to do it with like Quake or Doom or one of those 3D shooters where you'd be running with like a plastic gun and you'd run down and shoot at things. It seems like that's like the gyms of the future. Like getting a kayak yeah. and you're going down a roaring river. Or, sure. You know what I mean? Like all that running through the, yeah. like the mountains. and Yeah. Like, that's probably where the gyms are going to head. Or how about you're running and like wolves are chasing you? Yeah. You're on this treadmill, you turn around VR and you see like glowing <laughs> eyes of yeah, wolves. This is Come probably on. the best looking one I saw used. There's a couple of different ones I remember. And that's seeing. an omnidirectional treadmill as well? Yeah. So I remember the one, I was like, the one you're talking about is a little concave, I think, right? It was circular. Okay. So this <laughs> straps you in the same way, but the way the. Uh, ground moves mm. can go all directions. Let's see if it. Let me see this guy get in there. He's so a, the, 
Oh, what? He's got goggles on. Look at He's that. He's a robot. Oh, that's so dope. <laughs> Look at that. He's pretty... Yeah, so is he harnessed like, into that treadmill? He's not. No. no. His avatar looks like a robot. Oh, so it does go... That's it, for tracking. That oh, little thing on the back. Right. So it seems like it's... Oh, that's so awkward. They just need to get that better. Yeah. It's the beginnings or, of or it. Or really... What you really could get is like uh, this one he is trapped in. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, now at he's that. in Inception. See, he's walking down yeah. the street in Inception. <laughs> so is that a treadmill? What is? It? Yep, that's a treadmill. It's See, a little treadmill. That's what I'm talking about. Something like that where well. you're strapped into an omnidirectional treadmill. That looks like you'd fall off it. Look how dope that is. Oh, he's strapped in. Yeah, so he can he can kind of move anywhere. Oh, come we're getting on. there, kids. Come we're on, bro. He's... How badass is this? Yeah. And if you had ankle weights on and wrist weights, what a fucking workout you would get. That would be pretty. You would just, you would work out so much you would die. Oh no, <laughs> because you'd be so into be the game. Yeah, you'd be so into it. Yeah, you come back like be six addicting. months later. Like, what happened? Tom, you got a fucking <laughs> yeah. six pack? What's going on? Yeah, you'd want to play for like hours and hours, yeah. right? I got really into boom zats on the, <laughs> on the, on the VR. Boom zats. It's a good name, boom zats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that if you could figure out a way to turn your addiction into something positive, right? Yeah, like, now you're talking. Like, the best way to do it for those video game guys is to become a professional gamer. Yeah. Or you can actually make a shitload of money yeah. playing professional games. But if you could figure out a way for regular people that have no desire to do that, mm-hmm. to use it as recreation and then get fit. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people got fit with Dance Dance Revolution. I know, It's no joke. No I, joke. That was exhausting. I was like, my little my girls were little at the time, and we're dancing and doing that thing it was like i had to sit down on the couch dude sometimes you go to an arcade like at a bowling alley or something you watch some dude who's like an expert at that shit and you're like oh okay you're <laughs> yeah. river dancing you're like right? one of those guys <laughs> remember those river yeah, dance commercials yeah there was a funny well, wasn't like a nick swartzen movie <laughs> like when he had he was, was river really good at that and that dance dance revolution in the arcade he's like really intense Prop, was it. it a sandler movie i think so that he was in maybe i think so yeah but yeah, no, that stuff. Yeah, you playing the Wii when we would do the Wii and oh, play yeah. tennis and all that stuff together. Whoa. You're moving. What happened? This one can hold your. W- I was gonna see around. Look, she's swimming. Oh, look at that. Listen again, the first one I showed you, it said it weighed a thousand pounds. So that gets mm. into like it's gonna be an issue getting them into a place where you could use it. Uh huh. Wow. This is a little smaller. I don't even know what this is called. Silver cord, I guess. But well, she's kicking things. It's holding her weight up. Wow. So she can this is wild. She's doing the breaststroke. She's being That's pretty crazy. hung out in the air doing the breaststroke. That is wild. That's cool. Because if you can walk in VR, I feel like the next step is you're going to want to be able to jump. And if you can't physically jump, you have to Whoa. hit a button to jump. That's, that makes that pulls right. you right back out. And it kind of Right. You weird. can jump and land on things <laughs> like bam. Wow. Oh, my goodness. They're getting there. Yeah. But it just seems Come like on, it, tech. it's a, a perfect sort of mesh, the perfect mixing of a healthy activity with an addictive activity. Right. Like you can turn a positive into a negative because yeah. the negative has always been, for me at least, they, they're just a massive waste of my time. I, I get video crazy games. with video games. I can't fuck with them. I know. Like Jamie and I talked about it like with the new place. Like when we go to Texas, we're going to bring the video games. Like, no, <laughs> I can't. Because you can't, can't just play a little bit. No. No. I just, it's to me, it's like a cocaine addict. I came in one day when you were in in. that back room playing, (laughs) and it was, you were in a frenzy. (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to wait over here. This, you were like, 
it's so, well, they're so fun. Yeah, they're so good, and they're so well. I mean, it's too good. Yeah, it's too exciting. <laughs> right. You know, it really is. Yeah, it's too good. And you had really high tech stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the graphics today are yeah. just amazing. What they can do today with video games is just so special. Yeah. When when people get shot, they explode. You see blood splatter all over the place. And and, the, and they they don't look like people either, right? They look yeah. like ogres with like mechanical <laughs> arms. And so they, they make yeah. noise like... <laughs> if only you could do it for 20 minutes and be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, please. It would be good. Well, the way to do it would be to make sure that you get exhausted doing it. Right? right, so that you can right. only, you can only play because you're running on this omnidirectional treadmill, right. and if you did that, like put put like ten pound weights on your arms, yeah, ten pound weights on each arm, ten pound weights on each leg, bro, you'd be beat, yeah, you'd be beaten down, <laughs> even five pounds, <laughs> fuck, even a pound. No, I know it's a, a pound lot. on each. If limb. they just made you simulate carrying the guns you're running around in the game with, you'd be tired as shit. Right, that's a real good yeah. point. Right, give you a real metal thing, <laughs> like a heavy metal gun with a trigger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a fucking cannon. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. With something that kicks. Body armor plus yes. body armor plus your pack. Haptic feedback, <laughs> the whole deal. You get hit, you get, ah, you get zapped a little bit. Um, Have you ever seen, you know what Sandbox is? No. Dude. Sandbox is a very similar situation. It's a VR game mm-hmm. that you go to a warehouse and they have it set up so you have the parameters of the game, uh-huh. and you put on a haptic feedback vest. You have VR goggles, and they hand you guns and all these different things. And then you go and you you duke it out with zombies. Like there's this one, uh, Deadwood Mansion. It's uh-huh. called. See if you find the dead. Yeah. See this is this is what it looks like. Right. Uh, I've done this a bunch of times with my family. It's really? awesome. It's awesome. With your and family? You, yeah, you do it. You, you do it together, and you, you have fun. You you go missions together. You you shoot aliens and zombies. And you feel like you're all in that reality? I mean, kind of. It's right. obviously fake, but it's sure. re- it looks like that. Like when you see the video right. of it, it looks like that. But it looks good. It's really cool. It's certainly discernible. Like this is Deadwood Mansion. So the zombies come running at you and you gun them down. Like look at them. Ah! Right. Dude, it freaks you out. <laughs> and you get a shotgun. Apparently that's the new update. You get a shotgun with the the Deadwood Mansion. But they're running at you and you're fucking gunning them down. Look at them. That's what they look like. You're like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and like does Deadwood someone Mansion. die? Like do you does yeah, your you wife die. go down and she's out of the game and you no, guys keep she's going? No, out of the game. You can bring her back to life, but you have to hold on to her shoulder and you recharge her with your energy. <laughs> That's like, pretty great. So you, when you see them when they're down, they yeah. turn black and white. Uh-huh. And then when you grab them, you go, <laughs> and you bring them back to life. And you, when you get killed, you see in black and white, so you know you're dead. I have not gone, but That's I'm wondering, cool. have, you, have your kids or have you ever gone with them to like a... VR haunted house or does that exist yet? Because if oh. it does, that's gonna be yeah. yeah. I mean, you probably can't do it this year, obviously. But right, good call. Of course, that would yeah. be great. That would be a good call. Really creepy. Just walk around an entire place that's made for it. Oh, well, they man. had at Universal. They had a Walking Dead attraction, uh-huh. and they had actors. And so they had people like full on Walking Dead makeup, and like some of it was like mechanical, and some of it was in the like, haunted house. Yeah, and they would come out, <laughs> but it was like a real person. <laughs> like, fuck. Right. I walked no through that. Headsets. No, my daughter lost a flip flop, and I had to go back for it. <laughs> <laughs> she ran, and left her flip flop. She left her flip flop. She was oh. probably ten. Oh, that's oh my and god! She, you brought her in at ten, and she was too scared to go back, so I had to go back and get it. And pardon me, going the right, <laughs> and everybody thought I was a thing. Oh my All the God. other people, I'm like just walking through, like looking for this. Look flip at flop. this. Here's the scariest one yet. <laughs> the scary dad. Oh my God, it's that guy from Italy. 
<laughs> yeah, it was so funny. What's his name again? Carlo Verdone. It's Carlo <laughs> Verdone. He's dead. <laughs> He's a dead. He's coming for the killers. Carlo, we miss you. And I got the uh, and I found it. Found the flip flop. Came back like a hero. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Boy, what a low bar there is for being a hero in 2020. <laughs> I got the flip flop. I mm. did it. Oh man, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, things will probably get weirder before they correct themselves, right? See, look at this: is the constant narrative. Yeah, we're having a good time, and then it goes back to COVID. I didn't. No I wasn't even thinking do. COVID. I was thinking like aliens coming or <laughs> <laughs> Halloween decorations coming to life and hunting us down. Some, some. Yeah. There's another. There's a couple more curveballs waiting for us. Yeah, well, the Trump getting COVID, I thought was like, wow, this movie's lit. Yeah, I was like, this is a crazy <laughs> fucking was. simulation. Whatever like... we chose, because I'm like, if he dies, yeah, that's what I was thinking. If he dies and Nancy Pelosi becomes president and Pence and Pelosi are battling over who wears the crown, <laughs> oh god, I know. I mean, that was really what could have happened. Yeah, I mean, Pence would have become vice president. Would have become president, but mm-hmm. then then he gets it. What happens when there? We, we you know a month later is the election, right? I know. And I then know. the election is not going to be. We're going to find out November fourth who the who the winner is. Yeah, it's going to be weeks unless it's a landslide. Months. But I don't think you're going to see a landslide. If it's a landslide, then you'll find out that night or the I don't next believe day. that's true. If it's not a landslide, then uh, if it's a landslide, I'm sorry. If it's a landslide with in person voting. Right, but it's not going to be. It's going to be so many mail-in ballots. You don't know. I don't know. Well, you know everything. You told me already. You know. But about... I have to pretend that I don't, uh... so the conversation keeps going. What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're saying that Biden's up like 16 points, but I mean, you know, we, we, we've been through this before, right? I mean, He's... it was 96% chance that Hillary was going to win, so I He's can't also... look at any of those. Biden is up in polls. Polls are only answered by people so fucking stupid they answer polls. <laughs> you always have to take that into consideration. Right. Here's what I say to people. Have you ever responded to a poll? <laughs> right. Have you? Nope. There you go. No one with a life. It's really true. So people who are dumb yeah. think Biden should be president. <laughs> Great. What is the numbers we're talking about? <laughs> How many people? Yeah, you don't know. I, we only poll people it. with flat tires in white neighborhoods. I do kind of feel- <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for AAA. It's the only time we can get them to talk to us. Like, who's uh, being polled? I've never even seen a poll. I don't know. I no don't one's know asked me to it. poll. I don't know anybody who's been asked to poll. Uh, nope. Never. I don't know if people... I want more choices. I think. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. That's what I want. I want better choices. I don't. I, I don't they, want this polarization. I hate it. Yeah. No, they should put together teams of like mixed. This these well, four people and these four people of mixed ideas. And get the best ideas, and then they're going to run as a platform rather than as an individual. I think initially the idea of a representative democracy and the idea of a Republican Party and a Democratic Party mm-hmm. was a great idea. But I think the problem is people form this loyalty to this side and this blind loyalty, yeah. blind loyalty to their team. And then they have confirmation bias and everything this, this team does it's good that's all you focus on and you decide that this team's narrative is correct and yeah. you, you subscribe full on to the ideology and the other people are the enemy and the other people are, are sexist and racist yeah. or the other people are marxist and leftist or whatever, whatever you yeah. decide is wrong with the other people could you imagine i think but what i'm getting now is i think the problem is groups 
That's the, right. The problem is identifying in any group, whether it's exactly Antifa or Proud Boys or the fucking whatever. The, figure out a group. Pick, pick a group. The idea of identifying with a group is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Could you imagine being so all in with either party? Like, could you imagine that you're just blindly following everything they say just because they're that color? Yeah, because I know a lot of people oh. that do. I know a lot of people that are all blue, all all they do. I do too. Up it's and down. It's insane though. I've it's... seen it on people's Twitter page. I bl- vote blue across the board. Yeah, it's like you like, stop well, thinking. It's just nuts. You just stop thinking for yourself. It's ridiculous. But, and the, the idea that only bad people vote Republican is ridiculous too. It's... Or only b- dumb people or weak people or bad people vote Democrat is ridiculous too. And this narrative yeah. gets reinforced by the fact that there are these two opposing teams. Right. And that you have to pick a side. Right. And it's also reinforced by social pressure, like your neighbors and your friends and, and coworkers. Media. And, well, and also the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. In certain industries, it's it's frowned upon to vote left. Right. In certain industries, it's frowned upon to vote right. Yeah. And you want to succeed in that business. And so you sort of yeah. like, like, I mean, you know. It's How got, many hedge it's got fund to break people up at and, some point. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I think it has to. I don't think... One of the reasons I think that I don't think, if I would go out on a limb, that I think Trump is going to lose is because people just can't deal with the anxiety. It's like we were saying earlier, like you can't be at a hot boil. We've been at a hot boil for four years and people are exhausted. They just wanted to go back to someone calm. Just calm this shit down. Just calm it all down. Well, it'd be nice if there was someone where you thought was going to calm it down. I don't know. If that's I think really anybody but Trump would calm it down. <laughs> Honestly, really? Yeah. Put Romney in. Put put oh, anybody in. That I think. Put I do, anybody. I do think that if Romney was a, he is a much more measured, yeah, much more calm guy. Joe, compared to Trump, everybody. Is. And the funny thing was against Obama, he looked like some sort of weird religious radical. I know. You remember? I do. I do. People are like, get Romney the fuck away from us. Right, exactly. Romney? I know. You want Mitt Romney? I'd vote for him tomorrow. That weirdo. <laughs> I know. That weirdo. Know. He's a Quaker or some shit I heard. Yeah, he's, he wears magic underpants. <laughs> he wears magic underpants. We can't have him in there. He's a Mormon. <laughs> I know. No, just a gentleman. Mexican. Just a gentleman yeah. who has a nice family who's just mellow. He's in a really nice cult. Look, if you're going to be in a cult, <laughs> yeah. the Mormons are the nicest cult members. So nice. They're the kindest, sweetest people. They're so nice. They're that really family-oriented. Oh, my God. Like, out of all the cult members, I had neighbors that all were Mormons. Aside. They were so kind. They were no. so friendly. A hundred percent. So nice. Delightful. Yes. I'm not kidding. Like, genuinely nice. Yeah. They believe the dumbest shit. I mean, it was like yeah. we, we talked to them about what they believe. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness! Yeah, God bless. But you're like, who cares? God bless. Who, who cares? cares? I don't. I'm not being friendly. Joseph uh, Smith was how old? Fourteen. Yeah. He found golden tablets contained the lost work of Jesus, and only he could read it because he had a magic rock. Is that what you're saying? I don't care about that part of him. Okay. I just care okay. about how he acts in the parking lot with me. I was just, <laughs> I was just down the st- in uh, Salt Lake a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I was driving on the street, and I saw these two dudes with white shirts with ties on with their clipboard walking door to door. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. God bless him. Yeah, you got to go out and do it. Literally, God bless him. I know, exactly. Worst things in the world than that. There's worse things in the world than that. A hundred percent. And I don't care about what they're into. Just just Eh, mellow it out. And I honestly do believe that you could take almost anybody that's in office and and run them, and it'll be more mellow. They may not agree with everything that they're doing, but it will just turn this temperature down. And I don't think people... I think people are exhausted. Mm. They're exhausted. We can't live at this... 
at this pace, at this level, at this nonsense. But you think this is all because it's, I think a lot of this, when you go to the back to the social dilemma, I think a lot of this is going to happen no matter what. I, I think Trump is a particularly polarizing figure because he's got that fuck you attitude and you come at him, he comes at you harder and. He's just a, a battler, right? So it doesn't it's doesn't more than help. A it doesn't help anything. It's not. There's no soothing from him. There's none. But I think that's your job as a leader. But I think we would be polarized no matter what right now. I there's just definitely think, lines drawn. We're definitely polarized. But if it's at top, if at the top, you had a real Republican just saying, "Chill out, let's go to work on this stuff." It wouldn't like be. Who? This, Give me an example. Wouldn't be this heightened thing. Give me an example. Other than the cult member. Other than other than Romney, who is there anybody out there that stands out as someone that you would want to be representing that side? Mm, I don't know. Kasich was kind of uh, normal. Yeah, he seems normal. Yeah, he like seems he seems measured. Yeah, he yeah. seems like he's just going to be a grown up. Just be an yeah. adult. Just give me a, a mellow adult. It's going to do the right things. And I'm waiting for Dan Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Yeah, I don't he, know that. he's don't been know on podcast several times. Oh yeah, Navy SEAL, lost an eye in combat. Oh yeah, was Oklahoma. Patch. No, no he's, Texas. He's in Houston. Texas. Yeah. Okay. Great guy. Super, yeah. super, like reasonable, mm-hmm. intelligent, rational, well thought out. Really enjoy talking to him. That's good. Really enjoy talking to him. I'm gonna look it makes him sense. Up. I, I listen don't to him. always necessarily agree with him, nor yeah. do I think I should. I think there's a. Uh, I mean, there's room for disagreement. hundred But the way he communicates is very rational. Yeah. Very sensible, it's very intelligent, want. and the man is like a legitimate American hero. The guy that you're, that guy in that office shouldn't be as frantic and stuff as anybody on on the edges. You know what I mean? Like my, that my guy's got to be the measured adult that kind of takes in all of those people and makes sense of it and translates it and leads and keeps us all united. You know, makes everybody. You know, the the most upsetting part of this run has been just turning Americans on Americans. Like, mm-hmm. that's never happened in my life, where we're making each other the enemy, and we're not. You know, you and you tour, and you see people, they're not at each other's throats. They just want to raise their kids, yeah. make their money, live their lives. We're not the enemy. And painting other, painting other Americans as a, a threat, as a foreign threat, well, who's has doing been that? so upsetting. Who's doing that? Trump. How's he doing that? He Painting other Americans as a foreign threat? Yeah, constantly says that constantly says that the left is just out to destroy and those people I mean I mean everything he says is painting it that well, way. Well, it's not everything he says. Well, sure. He kind of might might be exaggerating a little bit there. Well, I mean it's always inflaming and it's always he runs as there's no there's no foreign power is the enemy. It's the others in this well, country are the enemy. He does think China's the enemy. He, th- he does think there's real issues with China. <laughs> That's true. And I think there are real issues economically with China. Yeah, I don't. It's all, it, I don't, all, I don't the, understand. It's any all of above that. our pay grade, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't understand any of that. I don't understand the nuance of. We're a couple of touring of, joke slingers, right? Uh, I don't shit about <laughs> of healthcare. Politics. But I do know when somebody is turning us against each other, and he likes doing that. Well, he certainly likes the battle, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what I admired most about Obama was that the way he commanded respect was just with grace. The yeah. way the way he handled himself at press conferences, the way he d- discussed things. Yeah, he was very respect, measured. Right? Even when he was attacked, you know, he would he would be measured. Yeah, very. He was a statesman. Right. You know, cool. Yeah. Just keep your head. 
and it makes it makes us all calm down yes that's what we need really legitimately if you have a if the dad in the house is an alcoholic and he comes home and you don't know who's coming Mm. in that day if he's gonna attack me or is he gonna it's everyone's nervous yeah and that's kind of the way the country feels Uh, yeah if dad just comes home and he's home at six and just has dinner and Watches the ball game and he just sits there and he's. I like nice. your simplistic way of describing. I don't think it's accurate, but I understand. What you're saying. <laughs> but it, it's an analogy. It's an analogy. I think we all need to get on mushrooms. Uh, I really do. I think we need uh, When's mushroom the last time you took rituals. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, been Texas, so more than a couple weeks. Where'd you do it? What was the atmosphere? Uh, my studio. I did. I did some during the Post Malone podcast. You did? Yeah, we did mushrooms together. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Did you I get think, giggly in the middle of the podcast? Yeah, we got pretty silly. Oh, I got to listen to that. We, I think um, people need something that connects them to uh, some sense that there's something more to life than just just what we're experiencing in front of us. I've said we it before and I'll some say it again. religious ritual. We need something, something that transcends. Transcendental meditation. Yeah. yeah. I'm not kidding. I know you're into that, but and I don't, I don't like the results that. with you. I don't like. I'm not impressed. So <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't really been compelling. I see what you're saying, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying it. Guys over there just drinking pour over and sitting on his couch, thinking all is awesome, <laughs> complaining about Trump. I don't see any enlightenment over there. Uh, it's him and Frank on the couch. <laughs> Me and Frank hanging out. <laughs> Making bread, but it is that thing that you're talking about. It's the yeah. same thing that dr- that drugs access. It's the same thing that religion runs after, but without any dogma, without any leaders, without mm-hmm. any thing. And it's clarity. It's just a kind, just a kind of a sense, a growing sense as you do it over time, that there is a a, a bigger consciousness. That there's something that is more compelling and more uniting with all of us than. Mm than what we're shown on the surface. Well, I've been doing a lot of uh, breath exercises, breathing exercises. I do these, um, the one that I enjoy the most, because it puts me in kind of a trance, is six long seconds in, six deep breath, like a six second deep breath, Mm -hmm. and a six second exhale. And I just do this in a cycle. So I count one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I I do it like I try to be as honest as I can. But the most important thing is to get it rhythmic. Uh So six seconds in, six seconds out. Six seconds. And dude, it's crazy. Like I'll sit there and I'll think, 10 minutes has gone by and it's 45 minutes later Wow! and I'll I'll check because I I set a timer when I do it and and I just decide at a certain point in time to stop Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's anxiety scrubbing it's like I'm cleaning my mind of extraneous bullshit that's not it's just things that are not necessary that are getting in the way of like noise crackling life noise like I'm very, uh, very busy, right? Yeah. I do a lot of shit. I've got a lot of things going on, and I have this mind that tries to find things to think about. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll lie in bed, and I'll get a thought in my head about 
asteroids or, or something nutty that yeah. I don't need to think about right now. <laughs> right. Or I'll <laughs> think about sleep. the volcanoes under Yellowstone and like what happens <laughs> if one does erupt? Like, yeah. how does one deal with that? Like, and then all of a sudden it's fucking two hours later and I'm I'm lying in bed consumed with this thought. The brain goes after it. Yeah. And yeah. The for me the best way to stay present is through these breathing exercises. I found like a, a, it's a great relief to me. It's, yeah. And that's the way I describe like anxiety scrubbing. Scr- yeah. Scrubs away. Yeah, that's kind of that's very similar to the way I describe it. You know, and yours the, is you have a mantra, right? You have a mantra, and you just keep repeating that mantra, and it just gives your brain a cue, basically, that it's allowed to, it's it's going to start thinking about this and going and going a little deeper and leaving all of that stuff mm. up here, leaving all of that dates and anxiety and what all that stuff that you're thinking about here in the world that you need to think about but it's just giving your brain permission like a little portal to go to a different state of consciousness right right and you just kind of hang there and then and sometimes you're it's still busy the thoughts will still kind of come in but 20 minutes pops off and you come out and it's exactly what you're describing like yeah. you've scrubbed your nervous system free you reset you reset the, the computer we operate too much on momentum and i think thoughts and little ideas and maybe anxiety and a little weird they cling to you yeah as you're going along uh-huh. and then they're stuck with you and then you got all these things that are stuck with you like <laughs> yeah. whether it's you <laughs> yeah. know bills or relationships or struggle or uh, uh, yeah. um, um you know uh, commitments things you have to do things you have to resolve things that you're you know that the you, news you've decided <laughs> your requirements of you yeah. like things all these different things focal points of attention yeah and they you can carry them around like weights and what the what the meditation does it doesn't make those disappear but it right it makes you able to carry those yes there's a different perspective in carrying all that it cleans for me i feel like if my brain was like a cylinder, like a standing cylinder. It would have all this shit stuck to it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. That it maybe I don't need to be aware of all the time. Yeah. Because it doesn't help. No. Right? But no. these breathing exercises for me allows me, I really do go into a trance. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. And I like the, the fact that I'm doing a breath exercise as well. So it's meditation, but mm-hmm. it's also breathing. Yeah. It's like both things are happening at the same time. So there's an exercise aspect to it because breathing exercise is like when you're sitting there, I'm like, here, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, How long is he going to do I it? keep going. I keep going. I'll do that for 45 minutes, but right. exactly at that pace. Right. And you, when I'm doing it like that, it does, Physically, it puts me into a trance, yeah. but it's also an exercise for my lungs. Right. Yeah. The breathing thing is good. It's heavy. Yeah. You need to do it because there's a lot to carry for all of us, for every Especially single you. person. No, Especially you. Mine's man. pretty light. All the things we talked about today. It's you know, pretty light. A lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pretty light. What about the bread? Yeah, the bread's going well. Bread is bread is meditation. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit, right? Yeah, and it's I'm not probably kidding. in a craft like making oh, delicious yeah. bread. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. yeah. It's like stand up. It's like mm. you're always working on perfecting this craft and letting your mind go 
and just deal with that. Mm. And when you're doing that, you're not thinking about anything else in the world. I, I need to be form. there right when it comes out of the oven and cut into it and then put butter on it right then. It's pretty That's badass. the best. It is. Is that the best? Like it's right then? Not right then. How much do you weigh? I mean, it's pretty close. It's like a steak where you let it rest? Yeah, you let it rest. How long do you let Some it rest? Some people say let it rest like another couple hours. Who are those fucking people? <laughs> people. What do they want? Cold bread. People who are so fat monsters. that they're filled up with bread. <laughs> I'm still Why chewing the one from last night. <laughs> I've got jam in my teeth. I got seeds. Uh, <laughs> but uh warm bread though, so good. So good. There's only one way oh, to get warm bread. Man. You can't wait and for it to cool off. A friend of mine gave me this butter that he got from uh that he found here that he had had in France. Oh my god. Butter from France. Oh, this from butter France. on that bread was just from insane. It's all I've been doing during the uh, the pandemic. I just keep baking bread and driving it to comedians. I've seen every comedian you know. And delivered bread? And delivered oh, bread. Well, that's cool. It's become like my little... Uh, that's such a nice thing. Getting out of the house and you go drive up and see Ali Wong and hang and give her bread. And I miss our Go treats. see Leslie Jones and hang with her and give her her bread. Oh, and I'm that's just running cool. around LA feeding people. Bert, Tom... It's beautiful. It's it is. That really is. It's That's a cool. It's a cool thing to do. It is. It keeps you connected. You're giving people. I'm making too much of it. <laughs> you know what I mean. How often are you doing? I can't it? eat it. Like twice a week. So and it's four loads. Are you still doing it for a podcast as well? Are you still doing that? I'm still doing the Breaking Bread podcast. So yeah. you're making bread, doing that as well. Uh, well, I don't do no for the podcast. We just talk and eat and but you were doing something where you were making bread i was make yeah on my youtube channel i show people how to bake bread you're still doing that yeah so how often are you doing that not that often i haven't done one in like a month or two what the fuck <laughs> but you're making all this bread i just get it rolling well i, but just, I don't understand i don't want to show them how i'm doing it every night it's the, oh. it's the same thing well then talk during it and you just show them but you talk about just talk shit about Trump. People get mad at you. It'll boost up your channel. But he likes Romney. What's what's with this guy? Yeah, what is this? this guy's a Romney fan. Come on, you liberal. You liberal. You dirty liberal. <laughs> cuck. What happened to Cuck? Cuck's not yeah, around anymore. That went oh, away. Here he is. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, there you Smelling go. Smelling your starter. I remember when that shirt was new. <laughs> <laughs> Gooey fun. The new band name. Yeah. <laughs> That's you, buddy. Yeah, I like it. Listen, we already did three hours. This is the weirdest time warp. It's very weird. It's the weirdest it time warp. It flies by. It's about three hours? What are we at? Yeah, in 30 seconds it will be. Man. How about that? So cool. Three hours. I miss having you in L.A. I miss having me in L.A. too. And it's weird because, like, you know, I mean, the store, it's going to, it'll probably feel more pronounced when the comedy store opens up Yeah. and you're not around. But just knowing that you're not there is a little weird. Well, but I like that I can just get on a plane and come here. I like pretty great too. When I open up a club out here, yeah, yeah, you must come. I'll come anytime you want. I, you know, that's that's, I'm not going to stop coming. I have multiple stages of things I'm doing out here. We're moving into stage two. (laughs) This is like the stage three. Positive pandemic. Stage three will be the club, and then stage four Uh will be a gigantic ranch where I run my psychedelic cult. (laughs) I'm in. Don't tell the police. <laughs> I haven't had mushrooms in so long. Oh, well, the, well so long. Got, talk to me in 10 months. That's the projected Ari, plan. Ari gave me some when he did his TV show. I wouldn't trust Ari's mushrooms for 
I a still fucking second. Who knows what's in there? He'll he'll put MDMA <laughs> and acid in your mushrooms and laugh. But they're so old. They're, oh. they're like they're like five years old now, and I still oh, have them. You think they're good? Try them. <laughs> Just take a little a bit. Just take yeah. a little bit. Take a cap. Yeah. Just walk around the house. Don't tell anybody. Just give everybody hugs. Clean out the pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Just clean out the pipes. Just a little bit to get going. Yeah. Just, Just a connect. Bit. Yeah. We're all in it together, gang. Yes. We're all in it together. Whatever way you get there. Yes. You're the best. You're the best, Tom Papa. You is, man. I do miss having you around, and uh, I miss you, Brad. I'll so keep coming. We'll, we'll, we'll keep doing this. All right. all right. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Bye, everyone. See ya. See ya.